Mr. Waller, I've offered this man a lot of money to do this. Okay? Because it's worth it to me. However, I don't care if I end up penniless. I don't care if I have to spend my life savings. I will see to it that you end up in the hospital for one week, Mr. Waller. Do you understand me? <laughs> I need me a Japanese. Ah! <laughs> I love it! I love it! I'm gonna be people from everywhere! I need me a Japanese! I don't have to defend the title of it! I'm here, and I'm gonna be here until I feel like I wanna leave. And if you don't like me being here, train to be a professional wrestler, get in this ring, and I'll beat you like I own you. And there's, are you familiar with this? Mm. Uh, no. No, okay. <laughs> period of music that I was, uh, and genre of music that I was not involved in. Okay. Although I discovered uh, that one of my, uh, football high school football teammates was actually a rapper in like the seventh most popular rap rock band in the world oh yeah called some <laughs> band called Flipside. hell yeah of course wait you actually heard of this band oh of course of course uh so the rapper in that is, is somebody named know the piper you know my <laughs> football teammate of mine at berkeley high school in california and a pretty good friend although not somebody who stayed in touch with after high school outside of like you know facebook facebook mess uh you know friends, things like that but i didn't realize that he had gone on to have this career and i was at home with another one of my uh friends chatting with him and he asked if uh if i had seen uh genio on the tonight show with white people oh my god <laughs> i was like what in the living fuck are you talking about and then apparently it was on like tonight and then i sort of looked into it that band was on the tonight show they had like two straight olympics themes <laughs> really successful <laughs> yeah Flipside was a thing Flipside was definitely um they might have been on that family values tour it, it um, like it right i mean i think the thing was it's like america was willing to accept like four rap rock bands and if you were the fifth most popular we just it just wasn't having it there's <laughs> <laughs> like a level like my favorite example of that is i don't know if people know this that lewis farrakhan uh the sure uh, was the like second most successful calypso singer in the world i didn't or know that creature. but like the world was like now ah, we just need one calypso singer <laughs> we'll take harry belafonte and if you're not yeah, sure belafonte, i was trying to think of his name harry belafonte yeah, sure too so it's like so then he was like i better go into demagoguery <laughs> calypso is not working out for me oh my god that's amazing yeah. um all right well sam are you recording yeah abs- a- right. absolutely do you think yeah, that goes in the podcast? Gotta, yeah. yeah, you got all my good, uh, my good Farrakhan material on the podcast. I don't, Hell yeah. I don't all those jokes for free. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side. Welcome to We Don't Know Evolve 9. Evolve 9. Um, <laughs> mm, technically Gargano versus Taylor. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So <laughs> first up, hey, Bucky. Bucky, how are you? I'm very well, man. I'm having a having a, uh, a splendid fucking evening. Cool. Sincerely, sincerely. Um, well, let I'm gonna let you do the honors of introducing our guest for the week that um is is gracing us with his presence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it. So he's told me his middle name isn't Albert, but I choose to to introduce him, Philip Albert Schneider, Phil Schneider from Segunda Caída and other places online. It's Alan, so that's okay. pretty close. Like, uh, I wouldn't admit uh, that. 
Laguna Caída and other places. Hello, everyone, for this. You guys apparently do a podcast about Evolve, which seems like a weird thing to do. It's a very <laughs> odd thing to do. And I'll tell you, and this has been discussed on the show before, um, but the idea for We Don't Know Evolve, which is an offshoot, of course, of Sam's podcast, Sam's illustrious podcast, We Don't Know Wrestling, um, it came basically when... I think in the DM that we're all in, the big group DM, I said something like, hey, you know what would be a really stupid idea? What if we watched every Evolve show and recorded a podcast about it? And then I was drunk that night, and I forgot that I said that. And then a week later, Sam messages me and says, hey, we going to do this or not? <laughs> Nine <laughs> episodes <laughs> later. <laughs> ah. But for some reason, you said, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Hey. <laughs> I, lo- I love to talk and I love to I love to uh, do it into a microphone. So here we are. I, I didn't think it seemed like a bad idea until until like evolve three. Um, oh, and you didn't think it was a bad idea when I started talking about how I think Davy Davy Richards is addicted to fentanyl. No, 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 no. Five minutes into the first episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that seems like a fact of life. Fact are, of there, life. are there like a hundred and seventeen evolve shows? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. we're they're down to 126 right now. So yeah. Uh, well, Phil, let me tell you something about uh, numbers. And the great thing is, at Evolve Nine, this is the peak of the promotion, right? You've hit it, at nine, <laughs> and you only have 115 more to watch after this, which is all going to be downhill after the the, uh, the semi main of hey, the show. <laughs> Finley could come back. Yeah, Who he knows? Could. He could. Maybe Arn, maybe Arn will come in. He got fired, right? So did Arn get fired? Yeah, Arn got fired. Brother, where are you living? Okay. I think he let uh, he let uh, a woman's wrestler wrestle drunk at a house show. Oh hell yeah! I don't know which one. One See, of that's the good women, though. Naomi is is that a thing? Oh, oh mm, it's it's uh, Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox, maybe. Oh. I, I believe it was that rape for me that I confused the two of them. I got fired too, right? I don't watch that in WWE uh, wrestling, and I don't watch a. Uh, it's usually whatever Eric like forces me to watch when he nominates it when he live vlogs a pay per view. Yeah, he he says, "Hey, uh, this Finn Balor match is the second best match of the year," and you're like, "No, no, it ain't." I really like Lesnar, so I kind of I like that match too. It's not. It's not. I'm. I'm not with you guys on second best of the year, and I've only seen two matches all year. So how could, how good could it be? Um, um. Yeah. Fuck. Evolve okay. nine. So uh, I think you guys are having me on this show as I was at this show. Yeah. Um. I knew that. I knew you were at the show because we had talked about it at some point randomly in, in in the last year or so um and i and i knew that from a write-up that you did you did like a i, I want to say that you did a sort of road report for this at some point right oh probably <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right a lot of things feels like at some point i would have written about this this mad they made the semi-made of the show is really great yeah. the rest of the show is terrible yeah uh, uh, I, I, would, <laughs> I would assume i mean i as i mentioned that I was, I mean, I took a, a Chinatown bus from D.C. to New York for the show. Oh, okay. At, uh, he posts on WKO's Graham Crackers, and I, in the, and I don't remember his actual name, which I feel like kind of a joke. Sure. But I don't remember his actual name. I met him at the show, and then it was I like, him. I remember his we, could, we could go get some, some food, or we could stay for this Johnny Gargano Chuck Taylor main event, and let's say it was not a long debate. 
<laughs> <laughs> so it was like, uh, as soon as this match was over, it's like, well, it's Chuck Taylor, Johnny Gargano match, I'm sure is terrible. So I know, I've never seen it. So maybe it's maybe it's awesome, and I really made a a, a, a tactical error by leaving early. And I <laughs> well, certainly was going to watch it for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched it, and we're gonna get to it. But I'm just gonna go ahead and say, you, how was the food that night? <laughs> it was good. Banchan uh, Korean fried chicken. I remembered that for a reason. Oh man. Uh, so, uh, okay. I mean, yeah, it could have you... been. It could have been, been like. Uh, Garbage water hot dogs. It probably still would have been better than a Chuck Taylor match. <laughs> Garbage water hot dogs. That's the uh, that's the subtitle to this one. Oh man. Um, yeah. All right. Evolve nine. Um, I don't know. I I know. I sent you a link to this. I sent Sam a link as well. Um, I don't know if how much you watched, Phil. Did you rewatch the 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 one match that's worth rewatching? Yes. Cool. I'm actually currently rewatching it as we're talking. Hell yeah. Um, That's cool. silence. So I can all have fresh takes when we got to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh I'm on uh I'm on a rare work trip in in Atlanta uh Ooh. for the school I work for. Uh so I am like actually having to normally I do not have a lot of work to do, but this today was a busy day where I had to do batching uh name tag was a big pain in the ass thing. But I've had to watch it until now. I'm checking it out now. It's really good. Yes. Yeah. It's my uh it's what I remembered watching it live. Rewatching it on video a couple of months later, watching it maybe once in, since then, and then watching it again. Uh, Four times really in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the stars really aligned for this one because I asked you to do the show last night, and <laughs> and I'm really glad you're here, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, anytime. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, now that you've offered that. Bucky. <laughs> anytime. I don't know. When's the next time we'll ball is a good match? Is it one of those... Oh. Uh, one of those hey. Biff Busick matches, like four years after this, or something like that. Yeah, we're gonna get there. But listen, Phil, I have three podcasts right now that I do. So, what <laughs> <laughs> did I talk about? Bill uh, Goldberg. That's um, right. That's right. Uh, uh, we, I've, I've fully edited the first episode of the Bill Podberg Goldcast, um, and it'll be out Sunday or something. I'm not really sure. <laughs> you, have one, you have one that just like reviews every like uh, freelance wrestling show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna really Craig Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I'd, I'd be. You know what? I'd be more, more likely to do is do a complete and accurate podcast for freelance the IWRG guy. That's that would actually not be a terrible idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I'm not going to suggest. Apparently, the real disaster move is to is to humorously suggest podcast ideas. Yeah, that's not a idea. <laughs> Freelance had a lot of matches. Nah, you should just oh do a complete and accurate for freelance, but do it. And just a whole bunch of different websites there, Bucky. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Really keep That's, up with the theme. I'll have a blog spot, a live journal. Uh, no, uh, I will say we had Eric on Wrestling is Gross. Me and Siobhan did. Um, and he told a story about how he he met Cassandro. And he had told Cassandro, hey, I'm, I'm reviewing every match you've ever done. And Cassandra was like, that's amazing. I love that. Here, I'm going to introduce you to Hector Garza. You should review every match Hector Garza ever did, which is like, <laughs> as far as stuff that's made tape, like like tens of thousands of matches. Hector Garza is really good, though. I mean, I, you get a chance to review a bunch of It's not a horrible idea. I think Eric, I think Garza died soon afterwards, or Eric didn't yeah. feel like he had to do it. I think it was well, even the ACL. <laughs> He died, so now there's a finite amount of Hector Garza matches. Sure, there's a finite. Yeah. 
now's the time. Not, now's the time. There are some of the people we have a, actually a, way too many people that were doing clean aggregates for. And there are some that are finite. Like there will be no more Jose Lothario matches. Sure. And I Regal's never gonna wrestle again, right? I you know he could he could he could work an evolve show if Gabe yeah. makes the money right for him. Well I think it was like I think he's got like a really bad neck injury, which is the no. reason he doesn't do even like the once a year uh deals. Oh wow Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That actually scared me when that happened. Uh, well, I declined, and I got more important things to talk to my family. Hell yeah! With you goofs about a ball. Hell yeah! Oh, Colorado um, there. It's on the. It's in. The, it's in mountain time. But yeah, yeah. He's got like a serious neck injury, so he can't. He wouldn't. Which is like he. Why? Why he didn't do like a one-off against you know some random you know guy? There guy. was a few. Yeah, there was coward to get it. That was like, oh, Regal's gonna come step back in in the ring, and yeah, he he didn't. And I remember there being uh, a lot of a lot of talk about that. So his last match ever was that Claudio match, where pretty good last match. Yeah, yeah, not bad. They aired it on Christmas Day, so there you go. What a gift. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bucky. Yeah. Do you hey. wanna do you wanna guide us through this? I've had a milli a heck of a week, and I'm gonna guess oh, yeah. your notes are possibly more thorough. Yeah. than what I have on my doc. They often are because yes. I'm an insane person. Um, no. more than my notes. <laughs> well, while the two of you both had business trips, um, if I'm not mistaken, was yours business or pleasure, Sam? Uh, mine was definitely business. Um, okay. Definitely not fun. All right. So uh, I did not go on a trip, but I have worked. Uh, today is, I took today off. Today is the first day that I've had off after 34 days consecutive work. <laughs> Jesus. So I am a broken man, and this show really put it all into perspective for me. Um, it, so we start off with Larry, uh, with with Johnny and Johnny Gargano and Chuck Taylor. Uh, fist collides, right? And uh, the, the the specter of Larry Dallas is hanging over them. It's a bad segment. Doesn't matter. The first match. This is Evolve Nine. I don't have the date of this, but it's in BB Kings in in Manhattan. The first match on this show, you want to, you you got a date for us? July twenty sixth, two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. All right. First match is Bobby Beverly versus Eric Ryan, which for me, when Bobby Beverly came out, I was like, oh shit. And then Eric Ryan came out, and I was like, oh shit, the young studs. Um, now Phil, I know you're a young studs guy, right? I do like the young studs. Wait, so this was the battle of the young studs. No memory of this. Oh the well, the young studs. No, because. Ryan's Ryan's one of the is Beverly the other young stud? Yeah, Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Uh the young studs. Yeah. It's the it's one of the, the staple tag like I would say one of the all time great Ohio tag teams. Yeah. They are they're, yeah. they're great. They're well, I love I love AIW, so I love the young studs. I had no idea I saw the battle of the young studs. I'll tell my- you why you didn't know that is because the match goes about three minutes and then Kevin Steen comes in. Ruins the match and cuts a shoot promo. Oh, I'm not sure he ruined the match necessarily. Oh, um, a Bobby <laughs> Beverly hits a, a, a pretty <laughs> mean Saito suplex, and then Eric Ryan did some real fighting spirit goofball shit um, real quick, and then the malarkey happens. I just don't trying feel to it. Act stuff into four minutes. I don't know. They got a story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, 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 got a couple of fucking artists out there. Yeah. 
<laughs> Eric Ryan, Eric the artist Ryan, fucking love that shit. Was there uh, all? Was there also like a uh, um, like a um, the producer and one of the guys in the production versus each other? To I've never forget yeah, the, yeah. cut that joke out. Nope, nope. Frankie Flynn versus uh, versus Danhausen. Yeah, that's on the next show. <laughs> Uh, I'm with you, Bill. <laughs> so, Kevin Steen comes in. Um, and, uh, well, f- all right, first of all, Eric Ryan is an artist, okay? Um, he's one of the most creative deathmatch guys in the game right now. I've watched him uh, do a baseball slide into a Russian leg sweep through a barbed wire board that was propped up on a guardrail. Now, show me someone else who thinks to do a thing like that. I, I like Eric Ryan. I like the young studs. Yeah, I don't, I don't like uh, Noah Junior. Eric Ryan nearly as much as yeah. This isn't good. Skeezy <laughs> Scuzzball, uh, young studs. They hadn't figured it out yet, but they would. They would eventually. No, um, they, and maybe if I blame the genius, as I always yeah. do. Well, and Kevin Steen comes in. Yeah. The story of this, if I remember correctly, was like Steen was in ROH, but having like the idea was that he was having some sort of like problems with ROH management, and this was like the yeah. this was the. This was the equivalent of Pillman showing up on ECW. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> like the world's shittiest Pillman showing up in the world's shittiest ECW. Yeah, he's he's like a, a breath or two away from yelling Booker Man about right. Jim Cornette. Um, he he lays waste to the young studs. He does some – this is like a weird era where Kevin Steen was viewed as some like badass killer because he was – he's like over six feet. Which automatically like makes him a monster. He's over six feet. That doesn't sound right to me. No, I was, uh, I'm not sure that it's accurate. It's five ten. Yeah. That okay. Feels, that feels <laughs> more accurate. Yeah, but you add in the inches from his waist, and he becomes <laughs> no, uh, no. But he he destroys the guys, uh, and it's I would probably hate this less if it wasn't two guys I really like, right? But then he he gets on the mic. They chant Mister Wrestling, which is the thing I forgot about. Um, yeah, the best Mr. So Mr. Wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> it's painful. Oh, he's fine. I don't know. He's okay. Yeah, I you know, I I feel that and I, I, I think if he never picked up a microphone I'd have a lot less issue with it. Um but then like he picks up the microphone and he he tells Rob Naylor he's going to rape his mouth. I did not I know that. I'm friends with Rob Naylor. I, I would have I I <laughs> stepped up to Kevin Steen and defended his honor. Yeah. Really doing that to my friend Rob. I bought tapes from Rob Naylor off of CZW fans 15 years ago, well, 17 years ago. Yeah, nice guy, Rob Naylor. One of the nicest guys you know. Yeah, you don't don't threaten to... Uh, I'm going to say it again. Don't threaten to rape his mouth. Yeah, the word rape comes up a lot in this this promo, more than you'd expect. Yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, he got canceled here. Yeah, finally, yeah. Kevin Steen's canceled. <laughs> Just put this out there, leak it, Bucky, yeah. leak it. All right, I'll cause some problems. I'll it Man, it's yeah. Be you a think, game you think if we if we put this up, uh, if, if if I at WWE, do you think they'll remove him from the <laughs> roster? Him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> is he still on the? Is who is he? Is he's he's on the? I don't watch the league. He's currently wrestling, right? Yeah, I think. Who's he wrestling at WrestleMania? Is he a match? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he 
I don't watch it either. To recreate this angle by running in and like uh, attacking the uh, new day, Miz and, uh, and Shane McMahon or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> about how the bookers are ignoring him. The Miz and New Day, uh, the the Miz and Shane McMahon are definitely uh, the the Eric Ryan and Bobby Bobby Beverly of of the WWE right now for sure. I mean, but the shitty ones like Shane McMahon yeah. is not what is current Eric Ryan. Well, Shane McMahon is also a deathmatch wrestler, so you know. It's good a deathmatch. Yeah, <laughs> he tries. That's the important thing. Uh, better punches, weirdly. Um, so yeah, this this is like shooty shoot bullshit. Um, he calls uh, he he says Ring of Horse shit, which is how he refers to uh, Ring of Honor. And I was thinking like a better one would be Ring of Boner. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, that's better. Ring of Boner. Boozer, um, he's Canadian. Yeah. Well, I'll get to my. I I I've written a bunch of notes about how uh, the French Canadian are the uh, grossest of all white people. <laughs> Um, no, Kevin Watch Steen. We're going to talk about this, pro- this promo a lot more. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, the, in reference to the Super Smash Bros, actually, later on. Oh, man, the show? Yeah. <laughs> you were at it. I don't remember. This was like 10 years ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's, this is, this is bad stuff. Um, he says he's the Antichrist. Uh, then Bobby Fish comes out to, like, defend the honor of Evolve. And this is, this is, like, my nightmare. This is this is two of the guys I hate more than anything else. Bobby Fish and oh. Kevin Steen sharing a ring together. I forgot Bobby Fish. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, any thoughts on Bobby Fish? Stinks. <laughs> Stinks like fish. Stinks yeah. like fish. I was the guy that got to keep his fucking name. He's still Bobby Fish in NXT, right? Yeah, he is. Nobody ever, they change every other buddy's name and they don't let him keep Bobby Fish. He's just that good. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So I don't, I have written down, did this set up a match? I don't, I don't know. Um, And we'll get more on that later because it did or it didn't. I'm really not sure. Um, Horrible opening segment. Just god awful shit. any anybody want to touch on on Kevin Steen, Bobby Fish, uh, Eric Ryan, or uh, or uh, Bobby Beverly before we move on? I do believe we fully covered this. Yeah, there's a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of respect for pressure wrestling in this segment. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, first time the word rape has been said on this podcast. Let's move on to our next match. Uh, this is the Super Smash Bros of Uno and Dose, or Stu and Evil Uno. <laughs> versus uh AIW's own facade and Jason Gorey. Oh, okay. I don't remember this. I really I'm pretty sure this you're making this up because I was at the show and I just zero remember this. <laughs> do you now Phil, do you drink at wrestling shows? No, I don't really drink. Okay. Fair I'm enough. Uh, not not for for not for like uh, you know reasons. Yeah, yeah. sure. Just, I really don't really like drinking very much anymore. Sure, I feel you. So no, I was sober, but I mean, I, I, was, I can't imagine I was paying these are an amount of attention on the ring when it was Super Smash Bros. versus Facade and Facade and who's the other guy? Facade. Jason Gory Funk Jr. Yeah, he's this is uh, Jason Gory is like the guy you have like what looks like one of the misfits, right? Yeah, sure, sure. He definitely does. He's got the rockabilly look. Um, yeah, so. 
Doesn't sound good. good. I, it's all right. Okay. Facade is cool. Anything? Oh, yeah. Anything? I seem to vaguely remember that the uh, best match of the show was like a dark match with like stockade in it. Hell like yeah! Show. I don't know. Well, I don't. Really but I don't think that wouldn't be on the video. But that's what I seem to vaguely remember. Is like on oh, this like stock. I remember stockades like the big big fat guy who works northeast indies. Yeah, I see. And this maybe I may be conflating this with another show. But I didn't remember that being like the second best match. It was like a pretty, like a like a C minus Southern tag with Stockade and another fat guy being fat. Yeah, they were like like, great. like a slightly better. Um, who were the kind of shitty fat guys from uh, CWF Mid Atlantic? Well, the titles were Dawson. Yeah, like a slightly Aaron Dawson. Biggs and uh, Mecca Mercenary. No, no, they were. They're not nearly as good as that. Oh, okay, the Dawson, Dawson twins. Dawson. Okay, got it. The Dawson brothers, <laughs> kind of shit, like a like a like a slightly better Dawson brothers in a tag, but I don't uh, I don't I don't remember anything else in the show besides that. So sure, is, cool. This is quite a quite a journey for me. <laughs> it was a journey for us too. Uh, Sam, any thoughts on this match? You got anything? Um, I feel like we've seen so many evolve undercard tag matches that they all sort of just run together. Um, yeah. I don't think I can live through another uh, Lenny Leonard. Um, wow, player dose really looks like stupefied joke, but yeah, yeah. he's just going to keep going with it. Uh, yeah. Because in theory, I always thought the stupefied gimmick was reserved for dose not wearing a mask, but he's just already not wearing a mask. So. There is no hidden identity to joke about. He's just there. I yeah, don't know. I think it's a French Canadian thing. I think they just don't know how like perception works in ah, the rest of the world. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, well, that's why. Uh, that's why Kevin Steen feels welcome to say the R word. Um, one of the R words. <laughs> Not the other R word. Yeah. That, well, there's time. Um, so uh, player Uno is a I, I like him at times. He's got like a cool, weird powerhouse. But I I imagine that he looks like he he still wears the so if his partner is taking the mask off and he's still wearing the mask, then he must be one of the most grotesque looking people on the planet. Um because I'll say this about player dose or Stu Grayson or stupefied as he's known. I don't know what possessed him to drop the mask because he like look, in Montreal he might be a six. But in Manhattan, in New York, he's a fucking two. Uh, hence the name, Player Dose, right? Um, he's he's a disgusting-looking French-Canadian man. And uh, these two guys, while they do some cool shit, I wish they would go away. I, I'm i sick of seeing them. Weird neck. Weird neck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Weird neck. Yeah, oh, that's... wait, I found my road report. So, oh, hell yeah. So the, uh, the tag match i was talking about was stockade and apollo yon versus okay. Ryan rush and mc kenny royal oh god i don't know hell yeah okay it, ryan yeah. rush is a uh, new england guy i think of this said i would rather watch indie guys try to approximate rockers versus twin towers than kobashi versus masawa yep. my second favorite match of the night was what i said about this i'm yep. standing i'm standing by it uh eight years later Fully believe that. I, yeah. I think Stockade as Akeem sounds amazing. 
The other undercard match, the other dark match, was apparently Greek God Papa Don. Papa Don, hell yeah. Versus <laughs> Reynolds versus Kiernan. Versus who? Some guy named Kiernan. Oh, I don't know Kiernan. I know Alex Reynolds on half of the Beaver Boys, and Papa Don is a legend, of course, of New York yeah. Indies. This is a this is gonna be a really good podcast. I'm just gonna read jokes I wrote about this seven years ago. Hey but man, I, that's I said, fine. I realize I have way too much background information about Greek God Papa. God, we're going to list half a dozen facts about him to Anthony. Anthony, that's where I love. Hey, I, yeah, that's uh, graham crackers, huh? Then I said I need to go to grad school. They <laughs> 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 never did. I probably still needed to. Hey, man, uh, it's only been eight years. Yeah, only been eight well, years. <laughs> uh, let me ask you about the the road report. Um, that's on the Segundicaida site. Yeah, well, think. Okay, yeah, we, yeah, Sam? Some, something, so we can read what I thought about this. Uh, I, it seems like I thought this wasn't uh, terrible, the Super Smash Bros. for KG's and Gory match. It's not. It's not. I, I, said, I said I usually judge these kind of tag spot fests with an almost Tim Knoll mathematical formula. Okay. I shot at my Tim Knoll there for no real yeah. reason. You have to, you have, to like, have twice as many cool spots to stupid spots for me to tolerate it. And I said that that it was this was right on the cusp of that. Yeah. Light Facade and Gory's hug each other corbrata, which I'm not sure yep. what that is. No, I have that written down. The buddy moon salt. They put their arms on each other's shoulders like they're pals or whatever, and they do stereo cobratas. Oh. Uh staying in that position. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's fantastic. It's a great spot. And I said player dose is pretty athletic and amazingly Canadian looking. We are on it, man. <laughs> Yeah, they're really in sync. Eight years ago, he wrote the exact same thing I did, except his was less xenophobic. So there you go. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, I do have written down um, that this match is pretty all right, mostly because I like Gory and Facade, because they wrestle like guys who buy like experimental uh, amphetamines from Canadian pharmaceutical websites. Um, so that's my last word on this. Any, anybody else? Hey, nothing. Nothing. Nope. Buddy Moonsault. Buddy Moonsault, apparently pretty cool. Buddy Moonsault sounds like a like the name of like uh like <laughs> like a guy that I would have uh, in like an EWR fed. Buddy Moonsault. <laughs> he would he would have the TV title. <laughs> and he would never do a moonsault. That would be yeah. Like, oh God, no! He never leaves his feet. <laughs> Okay. Um, beautiful. Do, do we have a hard stop at eleven thirty? Do we, uh, Phil? Are, at eleven thirty, are are we are we done? I mean, I you know. Okay. Know. Okay. Let's go. It's not hard out. Hard out is the right word. I theoretically should get some sleep, but uh, okay. Like, so like, I'm gonna, don't turn right. into a pumpkin at eleven thirty. Okay. Right, cool. Speaking cool. of getting That's some sleep, Silas Young versus Sugar Dunkerton. Yeah, moving right along. Uh, any thoughts on Silas Young versus Sugar Duncan, Dunkerton, anyone? Go go right ahead. I've got to scroll down. Yeah, this really adds up to the most problematic of all show yet. Oh, he calls him boy a he lot. He calls him boy. Yeah, and the crowd just gets really uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Um, um, Phil, Phil, do you have anything written down about uh, the racism in this match? I don't. Okay. Uh, so maybe I didn't notice that he was calling him. Uh, the, I had written down was uh, that there's apparently a guy working at 2011 Pez Watley and pretty much every promotion out there 
Okay. I'm not sure if Sugar Dunking is better than Alabama Ebony Diamond or the Nevada Ebony Diamond. And I said, <laughs> no, he isn't as good as Dynamic Black. <laughs> Dynamic Black, yeah. hell yeah. Only if you remember IWRG undercarters from you. Hell yeah, Dynamic Black, baby. I was I was there for that, 2011, <laughs> IWRG. Um, no, I, I think the interesting, interesting thing about you calling out Pez Watley is that Silas Young is very much the white Pez Watley of Evolve in this era. <laughs> I apparently uh, thought that he was he uh, that young. I didn't see the race, but I did say that young uh, worked him over and yelled, "This is wrestling, not the stupid shit you do." And uh, I thought that young was working an anti Chikara gimmick, which actually would have would have made me like him a lot. But I didn't, so I didn't catch the racial. Undertone. Sure, I thought that he was doing uh, like you're a guy who does a dumb dumb I like basketball gimmick in some stupid federation with pants. Oh yeah, no, he's he's doing uh, alcoholic racism is what he's actually doing. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right, the match itself isn't good. I think no. we can just breeze by that aspect. Um, I don't think I talk about this match at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so I don't even have any uh, views of uh, uh, you know I didn't don't think I mentioned the wrestling in it at all in my review and I certainly do not remember it so. Yeah, nearly my, a decade later, that I think that stands the test of time. Yeah. My longest note about this is the pre-match, where Silas comes out through the crowd uh, with a basketball, because Sugar Dunkerton's gimmick, of course, is he's a basketball guy. Uh, not a basketball player, just a guy who carries a basketball and does basketball spots. I don't know if he's supposed to be a player or not. Um, but Like an ABA thing. He was a, a, sure. He's a Dr. J guy. Um no, he so Silas comes out with a basketball and he's not dribbling it, but he is passing it back and forth from one hand to the other like he's drib- dribbling it kind of, but he, like it's like he's never seen anyone dribble a basketball and this is his interpretation of it and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen because he's doing it like all like with like a a panache to it like he's he's like on the court but he does he he thinks he thinks he'll get disqualified if the ball hits the ground, right? Silas that's a guy who like I theoretically should like but sucks right like he's kind of like he kind of his works like he's you know uh, uh, like his gimmick is that he's uh, Frank the Tank Parker or something like that in a world that's passed him by but he blows man he just he's like never never liked him in a single thing he's ever done even though yeah. he's theoretically somebody that should be should be you know Guy, guy who's working as like a territorial wrestler in the indie should be a good gimmick, but yeah, that's been one of the great revelations of this podcast that Sam has helped me fucking learn is that in my head, Silas was like a guy that I was into and then watching this stuff and Sam just being like, no, he's no, he doesn't No, Um, it's been a real, uh, like mind-blowing thing to see yeah this guy's brother this guy stinks he's fucking terrible so i i think it was aiw that there was a he apparently had a long feud with eddie kingston it was aaw aaw i i at some point need to find some of the earlier rounds of this but i watched a match between the two of them where the idea was that that silas young kingston comes back life stuff but this is post that where okay. comes back as a baby face and Silas Young turns heel because he can't accept that the fans are going to forgive Kingston because he never will. 
And it's kind of a cool wrestling. And then he had a pretty good promo. And Kingston always has great promos. And then it was like, it's set up as like this real grudge match. And then even though he's fucking a heel and he's working the I hate the fans and can't stand them, he still needs to come into Don't Stop Believing. And yeah. he still needs to like wait until the like triumphant guitar lick to walk through the thing to get a baby. It's just like the ultimate don't understand what wrestling's about, right? You don't get <laughs> your fun crowd participation entrance if you're working as a heel who the crowd. Man. You straight silence. You don't get to do Don't Stop Believing anymore. You fucking yeah. <laughs> That's where Ciampa got it right, yeah. I, I, I do remember that, actually. And I, I think that um, I, in general, the waiting for a certain part of your your pop rock music to, to hit before you come out of the curtain is one of my least favorite things in wrestling. Um, I think the most egregious besides that is, uh, and I actually brought this up the other day uh, to my wife uh, was Chris hero coming out to kryptonite and he would wait for the first chorus, which is like 90 seconds into the song. No, that's good. But like, at least it was when he was a baby face, right? Sure. Like, works as a baby face. It really doesn't work as a heel. <laughs> Also, like, if you're going to wait, like, absurdly long, like, then it's good. I hate AAW fans, which is basically what he was working. Yeah, I, I, went, I went to a lot of AAW shows in the last couple of years. I've I, I been to some of those shows, and those fans don't know what to think about anything. So I guess it's, you know, you, you pick your own favorites. Is, is well, the, is that, like, the, this discussion about uh, the AAW at some point? Because you, you were, weren't you, like, really into the ACH Kingston feud? Um, yeah, I've, I've watched a, a lot of that stuff. Um, I, I don't know if I'd say I was really into it, but I, yeah, sure. I was there for it. Like pretty terrible. And as that yeah. somebody who's coming from the, maybe the biggest Eddie Kingston fan on the planet, because the entire premise of this, the, the feud is that these guys were great friends and like sure. trained them. But the idea that Eddie Kingston would ever hang around with like a Weibo fucking video game nerd. Like, <laughs> It's so implausible. Like we're supposed to find that any kings is hanging around with what do they what do they hang around and watch anime together? What kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, no, for sure. Eddie Kingston has seen like the Frieza saga, and then he stopped watching Dragon Ball Z after that because he was like, I I just they they keep charging up and one of them needs to fucking come eventually or else I'm I'm out, man. So it's a tough thing to expose to people who aren't just completely enamored with the style and i think eddie is eddie's an art school guy like at his heart eddie wants to watch fucking gus van sant movies he doesn't want to watch dragon ball z you know what i'm saying yeah close personal friend ach nope yeah 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 i'm thinking of eddie kingston trying to show the film elephant to uh ach now (laughs) okay uh so uh can we 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 close the book on uh, uh, Silas calls him boy a lot, uh, and then he wins the match. I do want to say Silas the racist wins the match over the and this post match is experience. Yeah, and then there's a post match, which is like a fucking episode of the of Degrassi: The Next Generation. <laughs> um, the twist here is that okay, so Johnny Gargano, Silas calls out Johnny. Johnny Gargano comes out. Um, Gargano's now. Clearly a face at this point in this Gabe verse. Mm-hmm. Um, genius land. Genius land. Uh, and he just uh, doesn't understand alcohol, apparently. Uh, alcoholism. Uh, just coming from a real privileged background of never having to deal with anything. 
Um, he said he's never drank before, never. is what Johnny says. Yeah, I'm straight edge, brother. Um, that didn't know what it did to people. Never seen it. Um, <laughs> didn't know it would fuck you up. Um, sorry about it. Um, it was just a real cringy, just weird thing that Gabe is just tossing out here uh, for some hard, edgy storytelling. Um, yeah. dealing with some issues. Degrassi. That's what this yeah. is. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, my my eight year old comment on this was I'm not sure in what world straight edge asshole taunts a recovering addict into relapse is a baby face gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The gist, I remember this now. And yeah. then I said my attempts to start the Serenity Prayer as a wrestling chant fail. <laughs> <laughs> the things I cannot change. Change yeah, the sure. things I can. Sure. <laughs> I look, man. I'm in there. I've been. I've. <laughs> I'm coming up on uh, f- uh, four years clean in, in A, man. I I have all that shit memorized. And if I was sitting next to you, I would have fucking. I would have been all over that with you. Oh, at least people who had been to rehab a little bit that would have worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Silas, uh, Silas is. Uh, he's working a gimmick. This man. This man also has never drank before. Um, no, this is terrible, uh, and I don't know the point of Silas winning this match anyways, because you could have still done the Johnny Silas shit after the match. If Sugar won, you could have made Sugar, you could have gotten him over, because he was over by the end of this, and then Silas beats him with that fucking headstand moonsault thing, which is is the... It, it, I, I So this is problematic, but I wrote it down as uh, his autistic-ass headstand moonsault. <laughs> And I apologize for that, but I was drunk when I watched this. Um, and I cannot believe they put the racist alcoholic over Sugar Dunkerton, who was fucking over. Yeah. What are we doing? Game's real dumb. Yeah. He's a genius. Um, I, have, I have a talent. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, so uh, b- between this and the next match, there was Sammy Callahan looking in the mirror and breathing heavily, or as he calls it, cutting a promo. Um. And then we move on to our next match, which is... Lince Dorado versus Pinky Sanchez. WWE Superstar Lince Dorado. Yeah. Man, the the most... I wish it was Imagine WWE a... Superstar Pinky Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been... He would have gotten a fucking... Uh, what do you call A wellness policy thing happened to him immediately. <laughs> that would have been good, though. I would appreciate it. Just fucking real rock and roll style, baby. Yeah. Um... This is a Chikara offer match, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I apparently did not like this. It's not good, but it's it's what you expect a Lince Dorado match to be. It, it's so um, disappointing after Pinky Sanchez has this really good match, or at least really a good performance. A um, great run in that, yeah. What, what was it called? The Fray? The, the Fray. Um, yeah. Gets to get eat shit against Ah 2 make a little yeah, bit of a million Atu. fucking bucks. And... I got notes on Ah 2 later in the show. And Big Booty Daddy? It's mostly about his ass, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Um, and then he has to fucking wrestle Lince. Uh, yeah. This is not the guy you want him there against. Yeah. Um, uh, the, here we have a match that features a tiger suplex hold in the first 10 seconds, and then Lince follows it with a bunch of arm drags. Like, dog, you do the arm drags before the tiger suplex. <laughs> I apparently like the arm drags. He's got hey, Quackenbush trains his boys to do good fucking arm drags. Sure. If you can't, if you come out of the Chikara dojo and you can't 
hit some some dope arm drags, then you are you are nothing. You should not be in wrestling at all. It's 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 easy, you know. He, he the man shows you how to twist and spin, and you bounce off the ropes in a weird direction, and then you just pull the guy over you, and that's what wrestling is, right? Right, something like that. I like arm drags. Oh. Arm drags are good. Uh, <laughs> I have nothing else insightful to say about this match. Oh, is that all you got? Yeah, I, I don't have a lot. Apparently, I said that Lindsay tried a shooting star press with a low ceiling. And yeah. I, got I said, because Sanchez has been wrestling for a while, but I bet he can't improv as well as Mitch Ryder. Because wasn't that the story oh, that yeah. Ryder almost killed himself in a Mitch Ryder match? Oh, I don't know that one. Uh, but Mitch Ryder did wear pink, and so does Pinky, so I guess that makes sense. I think the story was that Lindsay Dorado, like, botched a shooting star press, and then, like, was, like, a real... Uh, a real like moment of silence, <laughs> but he's worried Lindsay Dorado broke his neck. Thing. I think I've seen that. I've se- so I've seen Lindsay Dorado uh, hurt himself to the point of having to be stretchered out at least three times. Um, he is a dangerous dude, and that makes him cool. Obviously, it's so weird that he ended up in, like out of all those guys. Like they I would, know. I mean, as somebody who does not like Chikara or, or Chikara wrestling particularly, I would still say there are like fifteen guys graduating from Quackenbush's Bush's. Yeah. Are prepared to work on a major work on television than Lindsay Dorado. Yeah, how is Frightmare not working against Boy Pussy Murphy? Like, how is that not happening? Like, <laughs> Mustafa Ali versus fucking Jigsaw it makes more sense. Jigsaw's pretty good. Halloween yeah. okay. Yeah, you know, those guys are all decent. Chikara Sekigun, right, Sam? Don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't need this. Chikara Sekigun. <laughs> Um, no, so I like Pinky though. There's a lot of guys who do like crazy or sleazy, like deranged. Oh, so this guy's unhinged kind of gimmicks. But there's not a lot of guys from this era on the indies who do it better than Pinky, who I like 100% believe is a guy who has jacked off in an elevator with the emergency stop engaged. Um, this is a guy whose cum has been spilled many, many places, and I like that about him. Um, and then Naylor keeps saying that Pinky's favorite wrestler and biggest inspiration is Keiji Muto, which makes sense once you've seen that picture of Keiji Muto in the sauna with his whole dick hanging out. Now, Phil Schneider, have you seen this picture of Keiji Muto's dick? Nope, you not said it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's real. It's, you know what? <laughs> The the wizard is not so shiny. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, Pinky is uh, I got a lot of cool offense in the way that like the best uh, like you, so you know like uh, like Derek Frazier and uh, like the Hurricane Kid like those two thousand CZW guys had like really cool offense. Yeah, Pinky Sanchez is that. I like his uncoordinated shit that like inexplicably inexplicably hits clean. Um, I don't know. Pinky is cool. Uh, is he still Russell or is he? I don't because he was a part of the like uh, he was part of your Dickinson Jocka yeah. uh, LAX stable in uh, EYFBO, the extended EYFBO family. Uh, suck me, those guys. Yeah. So, it's, but I don't think he's part of that anymore, right? Uh, I don't I I don't think he's worked beyond any time recently, but he worked a uh, few uh, uh, game changer shows in 2018. So he's around. Yeah, some scramble matches where he's, you know, where he probably belongs. Um, he's cool. And uh, he holds. After, so he wins. Right, Sam? 
That sounds about right. <laughs> Are we uh, asking for pick- just great analysis? Yeah, he wins in, in nine minutes. Nine minutes. Uh, Pinky, after wins. Nine minutes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, they started the match with the Tiger Suplex, so they had to escalate from there, and that takes a while. Um, no, uh, Pinky holds the ropes open for Lenny, uh, because here's a man, Pinky Sanchez, who wants to make love to a pair of feet. Uh, but Lenny spurns his advances, as he has presumably promised his feet to another lover. Pinky looks dejected. He's won the match, but his prize... Lenny Leonard's sweet feet have been claimed by another. Uh, then he says, I'm here and evolved to do one thing, wrestle. And Lenny replies, wrestle he does. So that's... Yeah, look at Lenny. I, I guess that's... Super professional. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I love it. I love Lenny. Um, guess this business. All right. So we get a brief backstage segment of John Davis looking sad because earlier in the show, which we skipped over, but Fit Finley yelled at him, Cheech and Cloudy, um, and told them to like grab the brass ring or whatever. And John Davis is pacing back and forth in the locker room saying, yeah, I'm going to do what Fit Finley said. Yeah. Which is. They actually have a, like a Finley John Davis match at some point, right? Oh, uh, do they? I think they do. I think Finley, I think. Finley works evolve two more times. I think once against John Davis and once in a Callahan rematch. I've seen this. I've seen the Callahan rematch. Oh my God. If he works John Davis, I'm John Davis is like one of the actual, uh, like forgotten sons of this promotion. I feel like he, he... I, I think I remember it being pretty good too. Well, I'm sure. Amazing, but like, but you know, like I, I, this is, this is all I'm going to look up this. I'll look this up on cage match. Keep talking. There you go. Um, What's the he, Sam? What's he the, does uh, Davis. John Davis? Um, no shit. Okay. Um, yeah, Phil Bucky's gimmick is that he does not <laughs> look at any cards of any future Evolve shows. Um, My gimmick, so that he just gets mm, that true oh. Evolve experience. Oh no, me gimmick? Eh? No, <laughs> fuck no! Don't ruin it. Don't tell me all the good stuff that I get to watch. Uh, no, the the point is that I don't hear about all the bad stuff. Uh, because it lessens it and makes it less bad if I've been able to mentally prepare for a main event like Chuck Taylor versus Johnny Gargano. Um, no, um, that sounds great. So, you know, you can you just got to stick with it for the next few evolves. And that will be gold. Yeah, the next, the next three years as we finish the rest of these shows. Um, you know, I, I would. I just want to say, I. You know what I like about this show is that it has an end, at some point, and then at one, at some point, we will catch up, and we'll get so far ahead of Gabe the Genius. Because first of all, Evolve's going to end pretty soon, right? You would think. There's no way he keeps doing this for. So I, I like to say, and I don't, I don't like to say, but I do say to people, regular people, random people that I'm like smoking a cigarette with at work, I say, hey, isn't it weird that we're alive at the end of civilization? And they're like, what? And I'm like, you know, you, you think about like how, how uh, humanity has evolved and how we're, we've, we've sort of gotten everything down to, to this very strange uh point in society that 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 cannot be sustained that uh, we're pretty soon it's just all gonna uh go belly up and and they're just like uh, what department do you work in and i'm i was like don't matter do you want you know it's like a whole thing the thing about evolve is that 
Austin Theory is the champion. <laughs> we are we are at the end. Like this is the this is the end of whatever this <laughs> grand experiment has been. This is extinction is upon us. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but it's the next show. So whatever you next do an evolve show, you get to watch uh, Dave Dave Finley, uh, John Davis. Hell yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I just, I you know I think at some I point. Wait, also, I think this this ruins this gimmick. I had no idea Loki ever worked evolve. Oh, is this the show with Atu versus Loki? With Loki versus Jigsaw. Oh, okay. Hell yeah! All right, no this more. This is spoilers. a way better card. <laughs> you want to come on the next? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> then the next show is Evolve Ten um, tribute to the arena. Oh right, we already got uh, Chris and Kevin. Or we're it's a they, match. They don't they don't want to come on, but I'm gonna fucking I'm they gonna have to. even if I have to, yeah, have to tie them to a chair. So you haven't done Evolve Ten yet. No, we do these in. This is. It's Jesus Christ. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Next one will be ten. And then, I I'm, we're gonna do eleven. Hopefully. Oh, okay. I'm I'm wrong. That's not the next show. Then I guess okay. the rematch of Finley. I got confused. Okay. The Finley. Wait, were you here for the show? Or were you here for the fucking? You were here for this one, right? Why? Or were you here? For, were, I think the other ones in Canada. So I don't think I went to another Evolve show for for like seven, six or seven years. So you didn't go to Canada to watch the rematch then? No. Okay. <laughs> I, believe you. I think um, it was five years before I went to another like Evolve show. I think I went to this one, and then I went to I went to like some of the ones they made in Baltimore. Oh, the top. Those are the high level from the MCW arena, of course. Um, all right. So I talked about how the human race is going to go extinct, but we're going to finish the show before it. Um, moving on, the A-lister, Larry Dallas, is uh, out to talk to Lenny, and he's brought Atu back, Atu, um, which is an upgrade, if you ask me. Trade in Rebby Sky for that tall drink of water, and as discussed on the last episode of We Don't Know Evolve, Atu, incredible, mwah, incredible ass, beautiful form. Um the man has a trunk that has uh, – it's filled to capacity. And uh, shockingly, Larry Dallas is just as tall as Atu is. Um, this now, is my comment on this Larry Dallas thing. Is doubt, For one thing – okay, do you want me to just read my, my Larry Dallas comment? Man. Nope. I, hey, I wrote Phil. more about this segment than I think I wrote about any of the other matches except the main event. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this to you, Phil. Uh, I said this to Eric on the last show. God bless your blog. I love it. I read it at the very least a couple times a week. I catch up on everything you guys write. But you, Blogspot is the shittiest thing to try to search like through. It, you're, you're, look, and I said this to Eric. Your website, it, it, it looks like absolute trash. It's, it's yeah. impossible. The font is bad. The background distracts from the text on the screen. But the content that's there, it's it's just beautiful. And it makes it worth it, okay? So you can read anything you want from there because nobody's going to be able to read it on the website. <laughs> okay. Let's stop fluffing our, uh, our guests I, it, was, it was a little bit of both, right? It was almost the same as It was complimenting yeah. him. But also... <laughs> <laughs> it was really backhanding it. 
the old uh the old like fucking baby shit green death valley driver video review background with the weird piss yellow text on top of it similar to that <laughs> i love everything you guys write it's really hard to read though <laughs> Make the text bigger. Like the old woman computer. Right, the point is, <laughs> man, fucking, you just gave it a complex on this damn blog. Uh, no, he knows. I'm gonna spend the entire time trying to like figure out how to get a better background. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I said Larry Dallas comes out wearing the same shiny shirt as Letty Letter. Oh, and I, and I said, if your gimmick is a rich guy throwing money around, it looks really bad to be wearing the same express teal dress shirt as the schlubby T-Rex armed announce. <laughs> His arms are so short. Uh, it, it's funny because then Kevin Steen on commentary in the next match will bring up the fact that they're wearing the same damn shirt. Um, to the fucking oh, money. okay. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Not the commentary for this review. So me and Steve apparently simpatico on our fashion. <laughs> and then I, just like you said, I said Dallas is way too tall to work as a manager in a like a ball. Yeah. And I yeah. said, although to be fair, Jimmy Hart would probably be too tall to work as a manager. <laughs> no, Larry I, Dallas definitely like his knees are definitely in horrible shape. He looks like one of those like guys who flames out of high school basketball. And it's probably how he ended up with this crushing opioid addiction, uh, which led him to be a drug dealer and pimp here in his later life. Is that really yeah. true? That's his character, I think. Oh. That's at least in our canon. Yeah, Gabe definitely leans into it. Um I say that Dallas is two inches taller than his bodyguard and five inches taller than his tag team. But he does. He brings up the tag team. He's like, "What the fuck? Why are you only Colonel Parker could get away with this? And at least he's almost always managing big people, right? It's yeah. Like Parker was ever managing cruiserweights. Yeah, yeah. Ming and you know Bunkhouse Bach and guys like that. Now let me ask you this: Do you think that Missy Hyatt has any stories about Larry Dallas's long dick? Let's <laughs> 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 get the. Get the shoot interview loaded up. Um, no, I. This is so we've got here. He introduces his new tag team, the scene of Caleb Connolly and Scott Reed. Yeah, baby, Scott Reed is back. Uh, the guy that I keep forgetting the name of. Um, now I started trimming my fingernails during this match, so I don't have a ton of notes because it it just sucked. My comment was, if you're going to have a tag team named the scene, they have to look like you belong to the same scene. Yeah, what the scene. This, but I said, finally, we look like they would never hang out if they weren't shoehorned into a makeshift tag team. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 either one of them. I mean, Scott Reed's scene is just like bodybuilder new metal, and Caleb Connolly's scene is, I don't know, it's like the guys who try to become flexible enough to suck their own dicks. I have no idea. I said he looked like a Mormon missionary. There you go. Uh, same thing, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So the crowd, uh, so this is Cheech and Cloudy, who are a favorite here, right? Sam, we love Cheech and Cloudy. Love, love my up and smoke boys. Yeah, two CW alumni, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Former champions, hell yeah. Former ex- champions. Ex-member of the, of the of, uh, special kit. Yeah, of course. Uh, are they? Better gimmicks the games ever bought Special K. Although I think I think Special K is, was a fine student. Yeah, um, that, shit, adds, that adds up. Wait, which one of them was in Special K? It was Cloudy or both of them? I think, weren't they both in Special K? I don't. I, I thought I it was just Cloudy. Yeah. Okay, a lot of fucking guys in Special K. 
Yeah, there were a lot of guys. We've talked oh, about yeah, how they right. Lo and behold, Cage Match does say, Cheech, Special K. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were both Special K. That's awesome. I had no idea. If you hear, like, sounds coming through my microphone, uh, my my son is screaming. Um, so sorry about that. He was He's not in Special K. Um, they chant Justin Bieber at Cloudy. Uh, and it's ironic because... Justin Bieber in 2019 looks more like Cheech. Um, <laughs> so I like these guys. Um, I like both these guys a lot. I, I like all of Special K. Those are my boys. Um, I don't know if I like all. Jay Lethal was in Special K, right? I don't love Jay Lethal. <clears throat> oh. Uh, Cloudy is crazy. He gets bumped sickly into the guardrail. Um, from the top, Cheech gets double hip tossed onto the top turnbuckle, which is sick. And Conley and Reed are basically working as if they're the fucking road warriors, which is pretty weird. Um, just powerhouses, right? What's the deal there? Oh, Phil, you're kind of muddy. Okay, I remember this not being good. Apparently, at least I said, I still muddy. I uh, little. I would say it looks like you're just recording from the other end of the room. <laughs> it's a little cloudy here. Oh, how's that? Is that better? Perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So that is right that after this match, they run a Cheech and Cloudy breakup angle. What a yep, fucking stupid this is, idea. <laughs> this is the one. Um, there, there's. I have a few notes on this that Naylor keeps referring to Atu as an African American. Um, Naylor <laughs> then references, yeah, he referenced uh, another Naylorism. He references Manny Fernandez in commentary, and Kevin Steen, who has joined the booth, says he literally doesn't know who that is. And here's the thing: this isn't him healing. He actually doesn't know who Manny Fernandez is. I believe that. Um, Kevin Steen is an enemy of this podcast. Well, let's not pretend that ninety percent of the people watching the DVD um, at the time likely did not know who Manny Fernandez was. Having, having spent not a, a tremendous amount of time with Rob, Rob Naylor, but a fair amount of time with him, and socially, he also talks about Manny Fernandez constantly. If you're just like a- <laughs> Sure. I, I, I feel like for all of the Goodwill Wrestling episodes I listened to with him and the fucking guy from Rancid, um, the, the amount of times Manny Fernandez and fucking Buddy Landell come up, I, I know everything I could ever know about those two guys. Um, but yeah, Manny Fernandez is working fucking Black Label Pro this weekend, right? He's I am I'm not going to that show. Oh, you should. It, there's plenty of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that, Mikey, you fucking bitch. Um, no, there's plenty of tickets out there. Uh, you can go to that or any yeah. of the other shows. If anybody on those this podcast can get me blood sport tickets, I waited too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, I'm internet famous. <laughs> you are, man. Yeah. But get get our boy the thing. He's from he's from the website. Uh you know, you know the website, right? Everybody knows it. Um, no, Cloudy, uh, Cloudy's, Cloudy's pretty fucking crazy. He does like an insane spinning suicida to the floor with zero precision, zero form. He just throws his body uncontrollably through the ropes. He, he is a, mm, I just, I cannot believe what a crazy person he is. Um, Cheech also rules. He does. I think Cheech is one of, one of the unheralded like top 
like just Is that stiff. Heralded. <laughs> unheralded. Unheralded. Um, <laughs> unheralded. <laughs> hey, Phil, I've been drinking since 3 p.m. Um, it's my, my first day off in 34 consecutive days working. So I've been. Um, no, he. <laughs> Unheraldo dudes of the era, uh, AEW signed Cheech. Uh, yeah, great. Well, that the Cheech and uh, Colin Delaney tag team was really great. Yeah, hell yeah, to infinity and beyond. That was also a super long running tag team. That Cheech is kind of really he's almost like the Stan Lane of of the like totally thousands indies, right? He's the fabulous ones for five years. It goes right to the Midnight Express. Sure, and into the bodies. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a that I like that comparison a lot. Um, probably not as good at karate as Stan Lane. Um, they, the scene have a cool tag finish. Uh, Cloudy gets caught in a wheelbarrow by uh, Scott Reed, whose name I continuously forget. Uh, Caleb Conley grabs him and DDTs him on the top of his head. It's sick, and then Scott Reed German suplexes him from that position, and it's cool. Except Scott Reed who has shockingly short arms appears to have trouble uh, grabbing a proper waist lock on the very skinny cloudy, uh, <laughs> which I don't know how his body works. It's very strange. Very strange. Uh, and yeah, then Cheech turns on Cloudy after the match. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. I said it was, I, I went off on how dumb that was because they've been, I said like they've been teaming together for like eight years. Yeah. They're one of the longest running tag teams in two decades. <laughs> breakup angle like in the middle of a fucking nothing card leading to nothing setting up nothing that no one you ever care about it's like you know this guy's they, they probably tg cloudy probably teamed together longer than the rock and roll express team <laughs> before they broke up right like afterwards they did a long time but like rock and roll express broke up in what like 91 sure and they've been teaming since like 80 84 right did they but, did one of them go to the York Foundation or what, yeah, the what was York Foundation, right? It was okay. the first time they ran a breakup angle. Yeah. So Do you think Cheech would slot into the York Foundation well? I think, I think he would. But they, <laughs> I think Up and Spoke had been teaming together longer than the, the, the Rock and Roll Express had been teaming together when they broke up. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> so um, they, this is what they did. <laughs> Sam. Sam. That was what? What? Gabe. Gabe. Yes. The genius? genius. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, Cheech and Cloudy. I don't want to know where this goes from here. I don't think it goes anywhere. Yeah, I think this might be the last time you see either one of them. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a genius. Okay. Um, Next up. Anybody? Uh, I don't know how you want to describe this. So, you got Bobby Fish and John Davis for a solid 30. Um, 31, 36. If we're going to be technical, if we're going to be like this, um, 36, what seconds, <laughs> 36 seconds. Um, and then Kevin Steen comes in, gets, uh, gets a DQ, uh, for your boy, Bobby fish. Um, there's some just back and forth. Mike talk. And it's real. Not good. Uh, and then you get a match between John Davis, Bobby Fish, Kevin Steen, unsanctioned. Okay. Um, Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what that's verbatim what happened. Okay, well, I'll tell you verbatim what I wrote down. Um, 
because I didn't see any of that. Uh, so oh. I saw, <laughs> I saw the entrances for this, and I thought I was I thought it was going to be John Davis versus Bobby Fish, right? And I I'm sitting in my basement, and I look over at my son who is three months old. Uh, about to be four months, and he's sitting in his rock and play, right? Which is a device that rocks the child in a hypnotic motion and plays them a little song. It's great. Fantastic. Um, and he had apparently begun, begun shitting his diaper to full and beyond compa- capacity. Um, so I grabbed him out of the rock and play, took him upstairs and cleaned him up, right? Uh, like I'd heard him like cutting some some big ones in there and I, but I had no idea it was such a dire situation. So I had to change his onesie. Uh, I had to find wipes, which apparently we are almost out of. It's okay. My wife has already ordered, uh, from Amazon, uh, shout out to Amazon basics, uh, Jeff Bezos. Thanks for making affordable baby wipes. Uh, looking forward to seeing that 10,000 year clock of yours. Uh, anyways, I come back and apparently had left the file running, uh, <laughs> Just playing the whole thing. Saw Kevin Sting in the – Kevin Steen. Kevin, Kevin Sting. Sting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve Borden uh, out there. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Real estate Kevin uh, in the ring going for a pinfall. Uh, so I don't know what steps were taken. You told me now, but I, at the time I didn't know what steps were taken to make this happen. If it was a scheduled three-way, if he intervened and uh, the match was turned into a three-way. Either way, here's the thing. This is my only note. Either way, it doesn't matter because I spent this entire match wiping shit off of my son's legs, back, torso, penis, butt crack, and balls. And if you gave me the choice, I'd rather do that again than watch this match. So Tony Nese versus John Silver. Next matchup. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's do it. I'm, I'm fine with skipping that. I, in my, apparently I hated this match more than I've hated like apparently this was my least favorite match match I've ever seen live from my comments on it. I don't really remember it. Yeah. But I, I apparently despised this. Yeah. I believe it. Wasn't good. <laughs> Wasn't good. Yeah. John John Davis is a good wrestler, but cannot overcome so what bad. this match I'm, was. I'm talking about John Silver Tony Meese, I care. Oh, you hated this one too. Oh, okay. okay. I I also didn't love it. Um I, I I first note my <laughs> my first note on this is here's another match that sucked worse than wiping a child's ass okay <laughs> my okay. first note on this was pretty much a microcosm of all that is wrong with 2011 professional wrestling sure it's exactly what that is it also i would imagine it sounds like it's actually what's wrong with 2019 professional wrestling too um, yeah things have not changed that much i'll say this about tony niece is that it's insane that he has a contract <laughs> um <laughs> Look at the guys that actually in the in the in the largest professional wrestling promotion in the world. He's working fucking mania. He's working mania against uh, Boy Pussy Murphy. Like he's fucking doing it out there. Um, no, and I think every single other option in the tournament for this number one contendership at, for uh, the Chris Rattel, um was a better option than Tony Tony Nice. So I don't know who else was in that that thing, but it I doesn't know matter. In the final, right? He fought Cedric in the final. Let Cedric go to fucking Mania again. Cedric, again. Cedric was—he was in the match last year. It's a built-in story. What? You really should Vince, Vince is but... a genius. <laughs> Triple H is a genius. Um, 
No, but here's the thing about Nice having a contract. John Silver doesn't have a contract. And I think that Vince would find John Silver to be the funniest wrestler alive. I could see Vince signing John Silver, bringing him to Stanford, and just asking him to, like, come into his office and lift heavy things. Like, well, Vince just hoots and hollers and just claps his hands like a fucking... Vince would love the raw dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is is a Vince guy for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't have much on this match. Uh, I got I got one thing. I wrote a lot about it. Oh, so, let's hear some some fucking cliff notes. I said that uh, one of the I made I had a big I had a thesis statement on this. I said that oh. one of the things that makes death of territories one of the things that the death of territories mean is there are way fewer guys making their living on professional wrestling. And I said, I'm sure that most people on this card are wrestling as a hobby, and no one wants to play the bit part of the community theater. Everyone wants to be Henry Hill. Okay. And I said, this was a match after information. Intermission. We saw two main events to go. There's no reason for these two guys to go out and try to do some amalgamation of Benoit versus Suzuki and Masao versus Kobashi. <laughs> yeah. It's I, definitely that. And um, it's Gabe watched some drack like Davy Richards versus Eddie Edwards and thought, I could do that with two guys even shorter that the crowd doesn't know and stick it in the mid card. <laughs> <laughs> and then this this bit of like uh we didn't 2011, we didn't start the fire at the end of my review, where I said this was the Bader plan as a wrestling match. It's the news of the world hacking dead soldiers' cell phones. Amy okay. Whitehouse's last shot of dope. The wrestling match Andres Brevik dreams of when he goes to sleep. That's the most 2011 shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I think like, the, the worst thing that might happen in the world was Amy Whitehouse OT. Yeah. <laughs> that happened this week. The world's really gone to a shitter. And I think yeah. I really feel like We've started moving at a faster pace. Um, yeah, the, the Mueller report is out and it says this match fucking sucks. Um, no, one note on this is that John Silver dies on a spider German, which is one of the funniest moves in the world. Um, no, I started watching, I watched the second half of the show with my wife and my wife said that she hates the tree of woe and she thinks it's impossible to just, to like suspend disbelief for this spot. Some reason, for some reason, the tree of woe fucks her up. Uh, she said it's one of the hardest things for her to take seriously. And then I told her a story about how when I was a backyard wrestler, um, which is a recurring theme on these podcasts I do, is telling stories about being a backyard wrestler. Um, Mr. Big Time, dear friend of mine, one of my best friends, and another backyard guy who I can't remember the name of, um, they did a Spider-German to end a match, except Mr. Big Time, who was the one applying the maneuver, uh, could not keep his ankle hooked did not have the calf strength, I guess, strength, I guess. and uh, so they just b- both took a fucking head and neck bump together backwards off the top rope. Um, the spider German is one of the stupidest moves. I don't care. I don't care if it looks cool, if you're setting up a moonsault or whatever. It's dumb as hell. Uh, and the machinations, the machi- machinations, machinations that lead you to... Uh, to both sitting on a top rope together. There, there's no reason. There's no logic in the world that, that can excuse like, such a dumb thing. Like I think Orahara gets a pass. What was that? Well, Orahara is on cocaine, Phil. Yeah. Okay. So everything he does gets a pass. I think he's on cocaine. Co- he's, he's the only person in Japan who's allowed to do cocaine is Orihara. 
I don't I I I it, I okay it seems a little high school for or yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's smoking crack in a van. Uh, <laughs> or he's on PCP or Yeah. He's had wet cigarettes. I, I don't think he's there. <laughs> yeah. You think he fucking dips his shit in formaldehyde? I love it. Uh yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'll tell you this about when I went to Van's Warp Tour in 2003, my mother, uh, my mother, she said, uh, don't smoke any cigarettes that somebody offers you because I've heard they're dipping them in formaldehyde. And I was like, shit, that sounds fucking cool. (laughs) But I didn't. And I haven't. And I just smoked my own because I was, you know, that's what you do when you're 13 and at Van's Warp Tour. Um, no, this match secretly became watchable because Silver is good at selling. Uh, he's a fun offensive flurries. He has a good punch that Nice sells like he just got hit by fucking Jerry Lawler. Uh, and then they do a bun, like a little fun sequence where they both get crotched and they slap each other like while their dicks are getting squished on the top rope. That's pretty decent. Um, and then, yeah. It's yeah. fairly more than I did. I'm certainly never going to rewatch it, but... I yeah, you should. it's not that good um but it was fun to watch with my wife who said uh because i kept saying john silver's very little and she said uh, he doesn't look that little to me and then the post match where he's doing his interview with lenny littard uh happens and lenny lenny comes in and she says okay he is pretty little those <laughs> are two those are two little men <laughs> and and then listen to this sam i'm here i said that's the guy with the feet and she <laughs> said oh that's lenny leonard <laughs> So my, my, oh, my wife is able to call out Lenny Leonard when I say that's the guy with the feet. Now, Phil, um, are, Phil, are you familiar with um, with LCD sound system? Um, I'm familiar with them. Okay, uh, as a thing, I, I would say that I've listened to them five. I'm not not amazingly familiar with their music. Okay, well, there's a song they did called New York, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down. Um, And I made a parody of that about Lenny Leonard's feet, and it's on episode six, I believe, of this podcast. So uh, check that out, you and anybody else out there listening who hasn't heard that yet. Um, But yeah, uh, Lenny's feet, baby. Um, That's the guy with the feet, my wife said. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, I'll send you the picture of the feet. Uh, Phil... Listen, man, I know you got a family, and I know that you uh, have been online for a very long time. Do you mind if I DM you a picture of Lenny Leonard's feet? I do. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> Good. I, I, That's probably the best. I'm tremendously. Please do not do that. <laughs> uh, hey, <laughs> Lenny's, Lenny's cool with it. Don't send Lenny Leonard's feet. Don't send me any, any, anything focusing on anybody's body parts. I think. Don't send me Atu's ass. <laughs> <laughs> but Lenny's feet. Uh, Lenny likes when we talk about his feet. You just you just message him on Twitter out in the open. Just hey, like your feet. Thank you. That's what he'll say. Yeah, he's he's been very receptive to our uh, our idolatry. Feet yeah. Um. Feet. All right. A feet dumb. Yeah. Um. So there you go. That's uh. That's Lenny Leonard's feet. I think we've covered Lenny's feet for the show. Um. That's and we've think. covered John Silver, and uh, we can move on to the actual Phil's, uh, Phil's uh, de- 2011 Dennis Miller rant about how much he hated this match. <laughs> yeah, now, let me ask you this. Dennis Miller in 2011, was he a right-wing guy yet, or was he still just hanging on as a neoliberal? 
I think he probably was. I thought he was a guy who turned right wing after 9-11. Yeah, it was pretty quick, right? Yeah. Now, as a kid, I watched his show a lot. And I remember the opening uh, sequence where he hits the – he's, like, playing pool, right? And and Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears comes on. I was a big Dennis Miller fan as a teen. I remember uh, he kind of was. I actually think I saw him live when I was, like, 14 on New Year's Eve in Reno. Awesome. Awesome. Just <laughs> like, you know. Sounds great. Fourteen or fifteen. I was like, my parents used to. My parents were both pretty avid bridge players, and we, were, <laughs> we would spend uh, often vacations at national or regional bridge tournaments. And yeah. in between Christmas and New Year's, there was always one in Reno. That's so we the mid nineties Dennis Miller crowd for yeah. sure. The bridge players. Hell They're yeah, Reno. So we used to go to Reno a lot. I um, love it. I love it. Um, all right, Fit Finley versus Sammy Callahan the reason we we are doing this right yeah it was the re- certainly the reason that i took the chinatown bus from uh, washington dc to new york and fuck it's so cool so fit finley was between wwe like agent jobs i uh, guess he got fired uh he got fired he got fired from the wwe for what being too badass i want to say that was it the? I I I want to say that yeah, it, it's some it was some it was some sort of thing that he he agreed to that he shouldn't have like people blading or something. I don't really remember, but he definitely he, this whole Indy Finley one where he was out of the ring, he didn't wrestle, he didn't wrestle for like a year, year and a half. He just assumed he wasn't ever going to wrestle again, and then he was like out of the WWE for like eight months. And he had all these awesome indie matches and some ones that weren't that awesome. But there's like this sure. whole where he was working like, you know, three or four shows a night. Yeah. Being so he he went to fucking Japan and he wrestled Ray Mendoza Jr. Viano 5 sure, at, for Tajiri Smash promotion. Worked some Europe. So he worked some matches in Germany. He worked Dick Togo in Germany. Yeah, worked, I remember worked, that. Worked a four-way with uh, Tommaso Champa's Loki and Slick Wagner Brown. <laughs> Slick uh, Wagner Brown. It used to be on YouTube. It isn't anymore. But sure. I definitely reviewed it when it was still on YouTube. Sure. Uh, he worked young Tim Thatcher in California. It was oh. pretty good. Uh, he he yeah, worked yeah. Uh, against Joe Gacy and Brody Lee. Oh, Joe Ooh. Gacy is, is our boy, right? <laughs> I don't know. but uh, no, We'll get to him. We'll get to Joe Gacy. Uh, Finley when versus Brody Lee is, some, is a good combo. Yeah, yeah. A good combo. He uh, he worked like sweet uh, Mike Sweetster's fed and like uh, in uh, Mike Sweetster. Yeah, yeah. some dudes that I don't remember their names. Uh, he worked the matter Mike Sweetster. Yeah, he worked some fun. He worked Johnny. He worked like a he worked like a WXW sixteen carat where he had another match against Callahan, then like lost to Johnny Moss, I think. <laughs> uh, in, in there, like a and then. It, he worked like fuck. Pull up, uh, pull up cage match. Yeah, right. See, <laughs> see what his 2011 looks like. Man, it's some fun stuff. Finley fucking kicks ass. Now, I'll say this about first, this. Um, match. Like this was the thing. He knew got fired, and then the question was, well, is he gonna? What is he gonna do now? Is he gonna go back to wrestling? Because the idea was that he only stopped wrestling because Vince thought he was too old. Sure, sure. And so that he. Uh, God damn, he had some. So he had some. He had worked with Big Van. He worked at uh, Walter, sure, Germany. He worked Big at, Van Walter. Big Van Walter. He worked uh, 
Dick Togo in Germany. He worked with Caleb Connolly, the aforementioned Caleb Connolly. <laughs> worked as singles against Tomasa. One half of the scene. He worked, he worked everybody in that three-way because he worked Kevin Steen in the Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, John oh, right. Worked, I forgot about that. He worked uh, worked Walter twice, once in WXW and another time. That time. that PWG Kevin Steen match is pretty good. I forgot that happened. It is pretty good. I think Eric went to that one live. He worked, oh, sure. He worked. Uh, he drove the six hours down he, to see that shit. Here's a, here's a match that I don't know if NWS is a promotion that exists on tape anywhere, but he worked a tag team with Crowbar against Manu and Samu. That's Jersey? Yeah. National Wrestling Syndicate? Keyport, New Jersey. Okay, sure. That probably is on tape. That's the that's the promotion that uh, New Jack versus, uh, versus Necro Butcher happened at, New Jack's retirement match. Right? Yeah. Anybody? I think so. No, that was PWS. That was just... Oh, okay. Well, fuck. The Syndicate. So probably not on tape. Jersey's a hellhole. The singles in Nashville against Chavo Guerrero, <laughs> like one of the Tennessee Fairground shows. I think yeah. I'm the same Fed that worked I the bodyguard. saw. He worked. Uh, he worked the bodyguard. Wait, and what? Worked the bodyguard for Smash. Zeus for yeah, WNC. Oh my God, WMC. That was was wait. WMC was was that Tajiri's Fed or was that? Yes. Yeah. Smash and WN. Okay, they're the same thing. Okay, they're like the same sort of. Man, well, I gotta he, see. He worked. Uh, he worked a singles against in Germany against Cannonball Grizzly. I don't know who that is, and but okay, PN sounds good. PN News. Okay. <laughs> he had a tag with a, a mixed a mixed tag with Akira. And Shuri against Kana, Mikey Whipwreck, and Jerry. Starbuck. There is, is Starbuck in there? Yeah. He worked Starbuck. Yeah. He worked, yeah. A tag, he worked a tag match with Little Boogeyman against Danny DeMonto and Nikki Oceans. And no. then a no, tag. No, 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 not before. Danny DeMonto. <laughs> he, worked, he worked a two night NWS. was offended. He was a regular, apparently. He worked a tag, two tags in two separate nights in Jersey, teaming with Little Boogeyman. Once against Danny DeManto and JD Smoothie, and okay. once Danny Nikki <laughs> Oceans. So he was just taking buckets. Those things, like, like, those things did not happen. Yeah, I think I've actually seen one of them. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm fascinated with the bodyguard and Zeus shit. Now I don't want to get too far off the off track here, but and I know we're reaching the the point where we were like, "Hey, you got to go to bed at this time, right?" We're one minute away from that, but we're going to talk about the smash. Um, you are a Zeus guy or no? I am a Zeus uh, um, uh, uh, agnostic. Okay, so yeah, you have you seen Zeus versus Kento Miyahara? Uh, no. the, the oh I'm, man, he's wrestling man. <laughs> Watch the fucking triple crown Zeus run. Um, really, it's <laughs> special. It's special, man. It's special. Um, this match. All right. Now that we ran through his, his entire India run, oh, there's Fit Finley. Nope. No, oh, my favorite action. One of my favorite ones actually is another is a smash. The was working in the smash. This six man, which I have watched and is we reviewed on Saturday with night. Starbuck. You worked a fucking Irish street fighting. It's Dave Taylor. <laughs> Parat and Comp Fit Finley versus Friends von Boyton. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was 
it was Hajime O'Hara, Tajiri, and Fujiwara. Mm-hmm. Like it, Big Boy, David Finley, and Marat Bosporus. Marat Bosporus, of course. Turkish delight. Big Boy, also Turkish. Hell yeah. Marat Bosporus is from the Netherlands? What? Marat Bosporus is from the Netherlands or? Turkish delight. Turkey, of course. Yes. Sam, are you with us? I'm here. Now, let me ask you, Sam, if you were to run the the WDKW 100 in uh, 2011, where do you think Marat Bosporus would have landed? Uh, probably a good uh, 89. Yeah, you think he'd, yeah. Yeah, that seems good. Every time I've ever seen Marat Bosporus, I've been happy I saw him. I, I love I love those weird European guys that Tajiri brought over. Yeah. But that match um, is cool. It's got like some Fujiwara Finley stuff. It's, it's I, Yeah, I remember that match. 100% worth watching. All right, but th- this I think was his best match, though. Yeah, this first Finley match. This is it. Um, first, first Callahan yeah. match was it. Finley versus Finley. Finley. Yeah, I think I wrote down more notes about this match than I've ever written down about any evolved match. Um, so so I'll right. Is, it, I'll, there, is there a better evolved match ever? Sam, um, I think I, I don't think this is the best evolved match so far. Oh, uh, yeah. I was a, I had a hot take coming. I didn't didn't mean to. Um, I think this is still. Second, right now, to hear it versus Hadaka. Behind, all right. So Hadaka, all right. Okuta Hadaka versus Chris Hero. Phil is our uh, standing best match in Evolve. And Sam, I think this is better than it. So we're gonna have to put them as a tie. I'm fair with it. I'm fine with that. I'm all right. So tied for the best match in Evolve history up to Evolve Nine. Fit Finley versus Sammy Callahan from Evolve Nine, and Okuta Hadaka versus Chris Hero from Evolve Two. Or so um, Evolve past this point that Bucky has. Do you think of anything that's better than that? Um, I've seen a lot. I, 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 I'll say this. I'll put like Chris Hero versus Tim Thatcher probably above either. I think it's a... You go a few years without getting matches better than this. Yeah, you get to the grapple fuck era for sure. But I think this is better. Finley's better wrestler than any of those guys. I mean, oh, those yeah. Fine, but, you know, like those guys are... I like all those guys, but... There are guys doing Fit Finley. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I think this match... In a lot of ways, Fit Finley is Fit Finley. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the tribute act of, is going to be... There's some... Fi- Interpol's fine, but, you know, you're not going to say they're... But you want to listen to Joy Division, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's the same thing. Those, some fu- those guys are fine Interpol's. Yeah, yeah, but you want Pear Ubu. Um, no, I feel you, man. Um, no, so... <laughs> man, Phil, it's so good to have you on here, man. Uh... <laughs> uh so I, I'll say this. Uh, my wife my wife uh, has some notes on this. Okay. Um, she automatically did not like Sammy Callahan because of his scene hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he even did the scene hair swipe, like the moody push my hair to the side because it's in my eyes. Some real 2004 shit. And she's just ripping him apart saying, I think my – so this is a direct quote. I think my best friend Kayla had that same hair and wore those same boots like 10 years ago before this match ever happened. Uh, no, I'm buy it. Like, I'm a guy who I think I'm a high vote for C- on Sammy Callan as a wrestler. I, I can't. Sam too. Sam is too. He's a ridiculous person. <laughs> yeah, like he's not, I would never hang out with this guy. He's a fucking, <laughs> he's a fucking clown. He looks like a goof. I think he's a pretty good wrestler. I mean this this is his. Oh, in this era, I think mm. uh, best match she's ever had. But he's had some oh, yeah. good ones. Now, Phil, have you seen the Devil Wears Prada Deathmatch? That's the one him against Danny Havoc. 
Mm-hmm. With the with the I, high heels is, and the boards. And the, the cage of death with him against Danny Havoc is really Yes. Fun, so. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um yeah, so Fit Finley fucking rules, obviously. He's a sick ass motherfucker. Um, so he has no reason to give Sammy an inch, like even an inch of offense, but he totally does. He's a very giving dude. Everything that Fit Finley does, as far as like a headlock or just a headlock takeover or just a basic takedown, has an intensity that very few people are capable of. Um, my wife at some point early on says, This totally looks like an old grandpa getting into a fight with a scene kid at the Hardee's or like a gas station and just beating the shit out of him. Um, which totally. is to- totally what this is. And this worked like that. It's worked like that. Someone that was the booking notes your wife gave, gave, gave them before the match. Happened. Yeah. My <laughs> wife. Grandpa for sure. at Hardee's. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Uh, Finley hits a little short headbutt. Sammy tries to come back with like a headbutt of his own and Finley just brushes it off. He does everything like even he does like a and I, I talked about this on a recent podcast I did for another thing that I do. But uh, Finley does a toe kick, which is just a kick to the gut, right? It's the setup for a Stone Cold Stunner. And Finley. So when the, the other time I referred to this as being a sick fucking move was that FMW Texas death match with Masanobu Kurisu. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right, Phil? Of course. It's like the one of the eight greatest wrestling matches of all time. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So he does that. Uh, Finley has the same toe kick, and he doesn't. He doesn't hear. Um, he's just. I, 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 I said at the beginning of this was like that forearm at the very opening thing where Cammy Callan shoots right at him, and Finley hits him with the forearm. That live, I thought, oh, that's the end of the match. You just knocked him out. Yeah. I, I drove all this way. I drove like seven hours on a bus for a four-second main event. You <laughs> drove the bus yourself. I drove, I drove on a bus. And I you remember went back to the bus and said, "Hey, I'm going to see Sammy Callahan versus Finley." Uh, but I, I remember thinking, like, I just I got all the way up here for this, like five hours of traveling for a five second match, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, you know I mean? like, like it was like that's fine. If that they're gonna end the match with him KOing him with that four, that was so nasty looking. I'm yeah. perfectly okay with it. Let's go get the chicken. Uh, <laughs> Korean chicken. Uh, Sam, you got anything anything you want to throw out there uh, early on about the like the first half of this? Um, nothing specific. Um, okay. I think just like Philly takes it to him, and that's a beautiful thing to to just bear witness to. Yeah, I love the spot. I commented on here, and I I noticed again I was watching where Finley has him in the corner and kind of kicks him in the kneecap, mm-hmm. and then Sammy Callan does the like let's let's enough of this let's just fight it out strike by strike like face like let's toughy let's see who's the toughest guy <laughs> finley just kicks him in the kneecap <laughs> yeah I'm like no no we're not gonna do the thing where we slap each other and make faces i'm just gonna kick him in the fucking kneecap again because i'm not here to i'm not here for you to tough guy me <laughs> in general finley has this like he's got such a varied arsenal of strikes in this he does like a throat thrust like the undertaker but it looks like a shoot um he he's he does these elbow drops that make and i i feel like this is a thing i've talked about on other podcasts but it makes dick murdoch look like he's pulling his elbow drops it's just a it's just a hard drop and just a boom and i he's got I the don't best three slams in wrestling history it's man, he like the basics here. Shit on people. It's uh, he, does the, he does the really great like bar fight headbutt. Yeah, 
Callahan. The short headbutt, the fucking, the realistic, I'm just going to bop you in the nose with it. Um, and I'll say this about uh, uh, Mike Keener, the referee, seems to be having a lot of fun. If you watch his facial expressions, he's having a total, like, blast. Uh, this guy's clearly a Fit Finley fan, and he's just, like, laughing, like, trying not to show it. And I'll say this, uh, Mike Keener, who may or may not be Nate Hadred's cousin, um, because he has the same last name, uh, he he's he's got the face of a guy who is, like... As far as referees go, because Brett Lauderdale uh, also, Brett Lauderdale, of course, the, the booker of Game Changer Wrestling, uh, booker and owner, is, is the three for all of the other matches on this. And uh, Mike Keener is a cut above him. He looks like such a pro while he pretends not to laugh at Fit Finley beating the shit out of Sammy Callahan. It's great. It's great. Um, so... I was um, I thought it was really weird then, and I thought it was really weird again while watching it. That Finley was wearing orange in this. Like, at what point did, is there a point where Finley like uh, converted to Protestantism? Oh yeah, I remember that from your write up. I like totally remember that actually. Um, well, yeah, so I thought that was really strange. Like all of yeah. a sudden, like after being like you know, the, that's a that that's a that is a that's a meaningful thing to be wearing orange. It's especially weird because it's not like there's a shortage of Catholics in New York City. Uh, but yeah. That was the, one of the weirder things about it. I was like, what is going on here? It's and a decision. I, I fantasy booked Finley versus uh, Apostate Finley versus Mystica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a fun feud. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, yeah, I would, I would watch that. I would, I would love to see, uh, Mystico, a uh, underrated striker, to be honest, um, and underrated striker, uh, can fully capable of working a brawl. Um, we never got to see the Mystico versus Paraguayer Junior uh, mask versus hair hair match that was going to happen, and I think I think Mystico is totally underrated in that role. I feel uh, like I missed a whole lot of how you got here. Uh, uh, Protestantism and Catholicism, Sam. Mysticism. Mystico works a. Mystico's gimmick is that he's adopted by, um, by Frey Torres' um, uh, orphanage. Yeah. Okay. So didn't you, uh, Sam? Didn't you watch Nacho Libre? I did watch Nacho Libre. Then you should know what we're talking. I. I. I this is. Not making any a lick to me. Not a That's lick right. to me. So Frey Tormenta is a is a is a wrestling priest. Yeah, and yeah. Is, who, 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 a luchador who works as a priest. As a priest, I think he's a legit priest. Uh, first, shout out to Frey Tormenta on the podcast here. And okay. the yeah. Mystico's initial gimmick was that he was a an orphan adopted mm-hmm. by Frey Tormenta. Who then became a luchador and became like a luchador fighting for the Catholic Church? Yeah, Finley is an Irish Catholic, but for some reason wrestles this match. In I love this. I love this. <laughs> so the the joke is that at least I wrote was that it would be a really fun feud with Mystico, the representation of the Catholic Church, fighting an apostate Finley who has apparently turned his back on Irish. Right, uh, because because of the orange tights, wearing orange mm. tights. Mm. Right, okay. which is okay. the representation of the Protestants in Ireland. Like it really means something. Okay, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. There you go. C of E, Church of England. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my mm, I'll be honest, my understanding of basic religious concepts and um symbolism, um truly truly dismal. Listen, uh, listen, brother. And uh, I knew Natural Libre right, <laughs> loosely on a true story. Didn't know didn't make the connection. Um frankly, I know zero gimmicks um outside of clowns in uh in Lucha Libre. Yeah, uh, sure. Clowns are big. Clowns are big, huge. Well, uh, psychic, you're on a psychotic. call right now with uh, Phil. I I don't know what. I mean, did were you like a a practicing like young Jewish man? Were you in the thing? Were you all about it? My mother, no. My no. mother before she married my father. Okay. Uh, was married to a rabbi. Oh and shit! The experience of being a rabbinical wife briefly. Uh, turned her into a pretty hardcore atheist. Oh hell yeah! So okay, I would I would be the definition of a cultural Jew, not okay. a sure. Jew in any way. Never was not bar mitzvah. Never really went to temple. But okay. I'm familiar with the sort of cultural uh, trappings of, of Judaism, certainly. Okay, well, on the Protestantism side of that, I grew up um, in Southeast Texas. Um, and as discussed on their podcast, my father was a, a real piece of shit, Southeast Texas, uh, uh, a crypto Baptist, as it were, um, non-denominational Christian who uh, forced me to pray every night before I went to bed because he put the fear into me that if I died in my sleep before praying, uh, I would go to hell. So, you know, all sides of things. Everything is represented here on, on 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 We Don't Know Evolve, so I think it's important. Tim, you're, uh, you're you were raised agnostic or atheist. Um, Let's get into it. Just never, yeah, yeah. My dad was um, raised Catholic, um, and then Joe's uh, like, "Hey, I don't want my kids to ever experience that." So oh, yeah. I just was never raised with religion as a part of my life. Hell yeah. The motherfucking Dimashios, <laughs> right? Yeah. So. All right. I like, understand. hey, look, we get into deep shit on the show, right? So. <laughs> Finley brings it out of us. Um, yeah. I'm glad we went That's here. I thought it was so strange. I mean, it really is weird that somebody who wrestled their entire career in Catholic green worked this match in Protestant order. I mean, I, I never understood. It's weird. It's it's I'd a real, it. it's legit weird. It's, it would be yeah. if, it would be if, of like uh, who was the guy who worked uh, worked SoCal Indies, um, uh, baby big baby Slim. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's big baby Slim. Yeah, B A B Y B A B I S L Y M M. Worked blood, worked uh, uh, blood in blood red. Like all of a sudden, worked a match in Crip Blue. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Betraying his boys, of course. And this, in, in many ways, the the uh, <laughs> between the Catholics and the Protestants in Ireland is an even more violent version of the schism between the... I love comparing Big what? Baby Slim to fucking Fit Finley. <laughs> Kid, pretty. actually had a nice. Yeah, one. we've got uh, we've we've got what's it? What was it called? Rev Pro? No, that's Britain. What's the? What was the company that that Ultra Taro and and Excalibur and Super Dragon ran? I think it might have been Rev Pro. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. And, call that. 
and then and then the Brits fucking appropriated their it. culture. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, there's your. Yeah, I love that we dug into our religious backgrounds here. Um, so Finley kicks his fucking ass all over the place. Um, he just yanks him around. There's a spot. First of all, this feels like an entirely different show from the rest of the things that happened on it. Um, there's a moment where Sammy is on the on the mat and Finley's on the floor and and Finley has Sammy by the ankles and he just yanks him out of the ring to the floor and Sammy has to take a flat back from four feet up yes. onto the floor. <laughs> it's just fucking bad guy shit. It's real good. And he just beats his ass all over the place. And then there's a really cool, um, um, uh, like change in momentum where Finley goes for a, like a, a flying elbow off of the apron and Sammy is on the floor and he pulls the ring skirt out and just, Finley just smashes his fucking dick and balls on the on the hard band of the ring skirt. And like, since Finley was the master of that kind of stuff, it was such yeah. a, like such a cool like a turnaround, right? Yeah, yeah. Using using the ring in odd odd ways, that's totally a Finley thing. That's a Finleyism for sure. And uh I think it's pretty obvious that Sammy is in with that. Like Sammy Sammy wouldn't first of all I don't think Gabe would have given Sammy this match if he didn't trust Sammy to work a match that was uh, 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 in line with with what's what, with what Finley would want to do. And Sammy, we look, we can shit talk modern Sammy all day because he fucking sucks now. Uh, I, I disagree, but well, we gonna oh, AEW Loki match that was just as fucking crazy. Uh, Phil, that was that was almost that was literally over two years ago. Um, it's been a long road since then. Um, as the biggest, <laughs> as the biggest Sammy apologist, it's not look. He's not doing great. Yeah, he had a yeah. good match again. That La Parka match at MLW was fun. Yes, it was, but that's La Parka. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's La Parka. U.S. Indie La Parka is not like that's not, that's a that's a name a bad. Fucking La Parka US. He worked. He did three and a quarter stars with M- MJF. I don't know if that's, that doesn't sound accurate. Shots. That uh, the Nick Cage match was like one of the worst matches on that show. Oh, that I thought show it was fun. That show had a bunch of good matches. Though. That's a great show. Uh, Tracy versus Eddie Kingston from that show. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, no, I I think I think that Finley versus Sammy is a very specific type of matchup where Sammy has clearly watched a ton of his stuff and wanted to work a, a Finley ass Finley match. And so there's stuff like Finley does a standing figure four toe hold thing that just looks like whatever, like he's tearing apart the knee of Sammy going into it and he's body slamming Sammy in in a direction where his legs hit the ropes which is one of my favorite things when you body slam a guy into the ropes to, to work over his knee and ankle. Um, and so he's, so Finley goes for like a modified Sasorgatami, uh, like Scorpio Deathlock thing. And he falls over, which is a weird spot, but he, and he didn't mean to obviously, but he falls over the crowd. just like, Oh, Finley fell over. And then she seamlessly just puts his foot and, uh, uh, puts the pressure on a different part of the leg and turns it into a modi- like modified Indian deathlock. 
Um, Finley, this this guy's a fucking master. Like this he is the first match in a couple of years. Is it really? I didn't even know that. I I know that he worked that 2008 run in WWE. Um, I think, man, that JBL match from uh, from one of the WrestleManias. He was working in 2000. So it was his first match in like a year because he was working in 2010. Was he really okay? So he was working house show, a European house show run. In 2010. <laughs> sure, he's uh, working. He's working a seventy-year-old Franz von Boyten in a Paraden Kampf on a SmackDown house show. He's having a long Tyler, a bunch of Tyler Rex matches, and, and Tyler Rex is under fucking rated. Man, Tyler Rex had a hell of a run on Superstars against Chris Masters. If the if the Finley Tyler Rex matches from England showed up as as a hidden gem, I would be fucking psyched. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to the complete and accurate Tyler X. Um, no, uh, so I'll say this also that uh so Sammy hits a so they, they get pretty deep in towards the end. Sammy does the fucking Benoit crut throat, um, hits a sick elbow for two. Uh then he hits a bicycle kick that Finley kicks out at one at. Um and then Sammy goes for a low pay and Finley just moves out of the way and Sammy hits the rail so hard and he's just lying on the ground. And this is where my wife, where Emily said, um, well, she likened the crowd to, she likened the evolve crowd to the people who go to hardcore shows and they love the band so much, but they don't dance. They don't like mosh or nod their heads even. And they just stand right in the front and they stare at the band quietly. And that is that is what the Evolve crowd is. More than anything, they are the fucking snobbish fans of the band who won't make any, any movement. They won't show any physical appreciation. But they will stand there and they'll be most likely to buy a fucking LP or whatever. I, Evolve fans are the worst. I was Fuck. Losing. I was losing my fucking shit during this match. Yeah, I don't. So I, was... I don't think BB early BB Kings is a great comparison for that point because I've just seen the other Evolve shows where it is much more that where this crowd at least made some noise, um, yeah. and were vocal and did show some ounce of hey, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to clap a little. Um, where I've sat through too many Evolve shows where. You're not getting none of that until either the stretch run or the literal finish, where then they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, now we can clap. Now we can." Ah, right, that was good. That was good professional wrestling. Um, well, that's the that's the perspective of, of a person who doesn't watch. She thought they were really quiet for how they. For... Let me let me just talk to your wife. Uh, <laughs> let me mansplain the oh, on. a fucking on. evolve nine crowd. She's not available right now, but uh, I'll try. Hopefully, you're letting her sleep. <laughs> Me and Anthony were losing our shit. Anthony, Anthony Graham Crackers. Yes, Anthony Graham. Now he had a uh, well, his avatar was like uh, like the Los Tortugas, or it was some. He did some like of the art in Decay. He's actually a really good artist. Nice oh, I'm thinking of somebody else then. Okay, but I remember Graham Crackers as like a as a WKO uh, poster. Yeah, um, let's get him on for the next one. Um, I wonder if he went to any other Evolve shows. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Almost definitely not. Um, so yeah, Finley hits a couple of Kryptonite crunches. 
for lack of a better term. I don't know what you actually call that move. We uh, call it the Celtic Cross. The Celtic Cross. Uh, the Seamus has done it since then as like an homage to him, I guess, right? Um, finally finishes with the tombstone, uh, which again, my wife said she could totally see happening in a Hardy's parking lot and a fight between a 55-year-old Irish guy and a 22-year-old emo fuckboy. Um, so then they hug it out post-match, which is nice, I guess, but definitely isn't happening in the like bum fights ass uh, Hardy's parking lot brawl version of this that happened in real life. Uh, but I do have written down here, best match in Evolve history so far. By far. Thoughts? I like. I remember liking that Chris Hero match, but I don't remember liking it as much as this. But this is the the kind of wrestling that I absolutely love. So. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm going Sam... I'm, I'm to love guys hitting each other really fucking hard. And, Hell yeah. But I am fancy uh, counter-wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a big... Two different sides. This is the Futen to that. Uh, that's battle arts, right? I mean, that's. This yeah, is I don't a, know. this is a victim of just like hype or like, expectations for me. Just because okay. every time I enter this match, I'm expecting it to be the greatest match I've ever seen, or like we're kind of suggesting here, the best match in Evolve history by far. Um, <laughs> and then it's it's a long match, and well, it's a, an ass beating. Um. It is a little too long. It doesn't give me what I like in professional wrestling as far as ebbs and flows. Um, Just kind of like getting me in and out. Um, I never, I I just felt like it was constantly in the mode, uh, which is a good mode. And like fucking feeling being this just badass beating the crap out of Sammy and Sammy just dying. Um, Old man beating the fuck out of a fucking scene kid. But at the same time, it just... And he gave, I think he gave Sammy plenty of offense. I mean, this wasn't him against Lorenzo. He does, for sure. I mean, he, like, he, he put... Callan comes out of this looking better than he did going into it. It just never feels in doubt. Like, there's never a, a moment where Sammy's okay. going... Sammy's never goes on a run run. Like, it never feels like he's in... He's got something in grasp. Um, Finley keeps everything definitely at a distance. Um yeah but is is that necessary for the structure of a match like is it necessary for the underdog to seem like they ever actually have a chance because sometimes the story that's being told is one of complete hopelessness over 23 minutes it might i don't like i I don't want that story over 23 minutes okay Um, yeah i think the match is all i also think the match is maybe five minutes too long so i i feel that i feel that completely I think that's a, a fair a fair way to, to assess that. I will say this, uh Akuto Hadaka versus Chris Hero is like thirty-two minutes long, so Jesus, really? Yeah. But it might it's also not in one mode history. Which is the big difference. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. I love that match too. Um that is a close number two for me. Um so yeah, uh are we good? Yeah, yeah. do you guys do you guys want to talk about the main event? Did you watch the main event? I'm going to say this to you, Phil. Now, you told me that you left after this match, right? I did. We went and got Bonchon checkup. Okay. Do you want to talk about a match you didn't watch? Sure. Because it, we're approaching midnight. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about it for like three minutes. Three minutes. Sam, you good for three? I'm good for three. All right. So between matches, Bobby Fish, the fentanyl addict cuts a sad promo. That's all I have written down. Sis, if I'm not going to be a winning streak leader, I'm not going to be involved. 
that's the fucking words of a fentanyl addict if I ever heard them. Main event time. Johnny Gargano versus Chuck. Uh, I have Taller written down. <laughs> okay. Okay. I forgot. Let's I roll with have, it. Let's roll I with it. I, just, yeah, they're terrible. Um, so I'll say, all right, I'm just going to run through some stuff here. First of all, my wife said that Chuck Taylor reminds her of a guy she knew when she was in her early 20s, uh, a guy named Rand. Uh, it's R-A-N-D, who wore a onesie to sleep in that had a, like, butt flap that he could poop out of. Uh, <laughs> um, fuck the guy that reminded her of Chuck Taylor. No, she said, all right, so she made sure to say she didn't fuck this guy, that she was, she, she, uh, she and, like, a group of friends went and followed an emo band around on tour in the early, two, or mid-2000s. Um, a band called a band called uh, Planes Mistaken for Stars. They're like a champagne uh, emo band, uh, Illinois, you know, Midwest emo. And uh, this was one of the guys that was there. She said she didn't fuck him. I believe her because she's usually pretty straightforward with who she fucked. Um, she said she did not fuck fuck Rand, uh, who who wore a onesie to sleep in and had a butt flap. So I believe her. I believe her. <laughs> um, uh, Larry Dallas comes out. He's got literally every button of his shirt undone, but somehow still has the shirt tucked in. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what a look. Um, and uh, so another note from my wife. She said his uh, pleated plants, pleated pants. Pleated plants. <laughs> his pleated pants make him look like he is not from New York, but that he is actually from Boca Raton. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's, that's some notes from my wife. She said that, uh, that Chuck Taylor looks like he's wearing, uh, assless chaps because of the weird white dot on the back of his pants. Um, yeah, that's about all I've got (laughs) for this one. Um, this is a match that exceeds my expectations in a lot of ways because I expect it to be the worst match of all history and it just ends up being a bad match. Oh, you thought it wasn't like far beyond that because I have this written down as this is the worst match in all this. I think you are a ludicrous, sir. Um, no, no. So, Phil, you haven't watched this, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, I, all right, so I, I wrote this down. This match has it all. All right, this match has it all, baby. It's got badly coordinated reversal sequences. Uh, horrible imitation fighting spirit shit straight out of fucking 2000, like bad early 2010s in JPW. It's got rock versus Austin finisher stealing bullshit. It's truly the climactic chapter to the least interesting book ever written. It is fucking garbage, which I like thought was, which I wanted to claw my eyes out. It's it's so bad. It's so. But was it? But Silver Nice did all that stuff in a match that was like an undercard match. That's what made that so offensive, right? It's like, what are you doing? Why you're supposed to go six minutes in and out? This at least was the main event, right? Uh, yeah, this is the main event. And I at least at least tried them doing dumb stuff that is just like so stupid and not worth anyone's time. Um. (laughs) is better than the majority of the Gargano and Chuck Taylor matches that we have. As far as, like, those matches aren't trying to do anything. Um, 
So you think the ambition makes this better? Yeah, I do. Wow. Like, it's not good. It, I wouldn't recommend anyone ever trying to replicate something like this because it's not – it didn't make a match worth recommending to anyone. Um, sure. But once you've watched, I don't know, seven Chuck Taylor matches and seven Gargano matches leading up to this, um, them actually thinking about a match has some is better than what I've gotten so far, even if all of that is against what I would – suggest or want to see um like you know what you're doing dumb stuff but at least you know you think this is the right track um because i can't imagine that what you were doing before was anyone's idea of good wrestling sure so you respect the hustle i respect the hustle as far as like like a a one and a quarter star match goes you know (laughs) hey yeah no i as long as you're willing to admit that i'm fucking i'm okay with that i saw gargano um Marty Scroll live in the vault. Oh no! In Baltimore. <laughs> oh no! End of Johnny Gargano's evolve. That was pretty bad. Farewell to an icon, right? Evolve sixty nine. That's probably not that one, but <laughs> no, was that the name? The We've show? made jokes about that before. I don't think that was the. Was that the show? No, I'm trying to. I mean, this is let's let's uh, let's. Like, this is I've, this thing that can I've be watched one. One Marty Skull, Skull, Marty Skrull, motherfucker! You you need to get a a, a name that's easier to say, um, and also learn how to fucking work. The, I the Evolve sixty. Okay. Um. So, this was the card. I went to this line. Leo Rush versus Caleb Conley. It's Leo. It is Leo. Kind of in kind of the return to. <laughs> Like this is the, this was actually kind of like your big deal because he was an MCW. Okay, yeah, of course, of course. Hometown boy. Auto Brothers De- versus oh, Devastation God. Corporation. Oh hell yeah, Devastation Cor- uh, Devastation Devastation Inc. No, oh, they were de- okay. Uh, wow. Matt Riddle versus Anthony Nice. Great. Uh, uh, Johnny Gargano, Marty Scott went twenty minutes. Oh, they have uh, to. That's tough. But actually, but. The, Drew Galloway, Ethan Page, also not good. But your actual double beta. Two guys over six feet. That were Ethan Page is over six feet. Are you sure? Oh hell yeah! I've I, he's taller. Hell than yeah! Me. He's not six five. <laughs> he's he's six three. He's taller than me. Okay. I've stood in front of him. All right, and then your but your double main event of the show was Catchpoint, Gulak and Williams against Catchpoint, Fred Yehi and TJP. Yeah, I remember that. I remember One of the best that. matches in world history. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Hero versus Zack Sabre. Okay. <laughs> That's a top 25 okay. match. <laughs> yeah, so and Chris Hero, Zack Sabre. So, so this is actually a good show uh, outside of your first everything that happens before the last sure. match. It's all bad, but... Sure, sure, sure. Well, all, never uh, been a good promotion. Uh, no, actually, never will be. One of the few wrestling shows I I uh, took my drag my wife to. Oh, I've still never mm-hmm. taken my wife to a wrestling show. Sam? I... I so did. We went down to Wilkes Bar um, to go see a Powerbomb TV show. Oh, the one with uh, where they brought in Tiger or Puma? Yes, had Jonathan Gresham versus um, Joey Lynch. That is the the main event. The Lynch Mob, of the, course. The Lynch Mob from the Lynch Mob. Yeah, from the yep. Lynch Mob. Yep. Of course, My wife, big fan of Jordan Grace now. Oh yeah, she's great. She's so. uh, 
Very cool. Very cool. I like her. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I like George. I love Team Pog. That's my that's my girls. Um, Evolve shows with me, and then we went to like an NXT house show and we're on vacation in Florida. One of these days, I'll get. I'm gonna uh, take my wife. Maybe if Dreamwave comes back. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Buck Buck nasty baby. baby. Buck nasty. Buck, uh, Phil, familiar with Bucky Collins? No. Okay, well check him I feel out. Like you'd he, love bump, him. he bumps like he's Buddy Rose, man. He fucking kicks ass. Um, so yeah, this match, uh, Chuck Taylor versus Johnny Gargano. They do twenty minutes of dramatic. Will he? Won't he? Tap submissions. Um, multiple spots where they steal each other's uh, finish for a two count, and the cherry on top. Gargano uh, dramatically slaps away Chuck Taylor's offer to shake his hands, Ooh. shake his hand so he can hug his friend. And I just wanted to fucking puke. Um, were, they, were they supposed to be friends? Yeah, yeah, they're in fist together. They fist each other. They fist each other. They're in Ronin, USA. They're in, they're in uh, Phil. They're in Ronin, USA. They fist each other. Oh, Drag, Dragon Gate, USA. They fist each other. Them and Rich Swan. Rich Swan. He fists them. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. I uh, what I hated more, Dragon Gate USA or Chikara. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to be restarting my Dragon Gate USA retrospective, so happy to yeah. have you on sometime. Yeah, get Case Low back on. <laughs> Case Low. Uh, yeah. Uh, so every time I think they can't top themselves, man, they manage to do it. After So we we just obviously, in, in uh, uh, sequential order, we just did Evolve 8, Style Battle 1. The absolute fucking dog shit. Austin Aries versus Bobby shit. Bobby, Bobby shit. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Bobby Fish. Get together. Get together. Ooh, Bobby Fish. Okay. Just, okay. Just yeah, let's, let's wrap this one up. Um, any closing Fish. thoughts for this show? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 the same thought I had when I went to it, it was like a one match show, but that match show over delivered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good one match. Yeah. <laughs> I have definitely been to one match shows where the one match was not nearly that good. So yeah. Yeah. No, most definitely. Uh, I I I went to multiple AAW shows because Mel Muertes was there, and uh, and and Each things like rules. hell yeah yeah thing other things on those shows like lived up to um, hey you drove eighty minutes to see this I didn't ride in a bus four hours but still um, yeah I once, I once went with uh, Dean Rasmussen okay uh, we drove to an ECWA show. To the reckless youth versus Mike Quackenbush. Yeah, uh, and when but it was the opener, and we got <laughs> there too late. And oh no! Back. So you just had to watch the Black Nature Boys. Good answer. No, no, just drove back. <laughs> you didn't stay to watch the Black Nature Boy. So we had to pay like ten bucks or something. I was like, I paid ten bucks for the rest of this fucking show. Oh, you just <laughs> so, got to the door and didn't buy a ticket. Got to the door. We realized that we got we're too late. That was the opener, so we guess we found out somehow. And we just—it's not a short drive from Washington D.C. to Delaware to we Wilmington. Just, yeah, we just, we just turned around and went back. Hell yeah, I love <laughs> it. You didn't get to see Mister Ulala in a battle yes. royal. I'm sorry, Phil. The thing is, I've been to—I went to a bunch of ECWA shows. So it was sure, like, I've, I've read those reports. 
I've never got to see Mr. La La La. I've got a bunch of times. Man. Uh, In another life. The like pre-Super 8 period. Oh, God. Okay. When indie wrestling was pretty rough. And I went to a bunch of shows where like the best thing on there was like there was like a show in Hagerstown, Maryland, where the best match was Rambo versus uh, Disco Inferno in a cage. <laughs> you're just you're just praying for Devin Storm to wear his fucking working boots, right? Devin Storm, maybe Devin Storm will do a plancha. Yeah, <laughs> or like the best thing on there is ooh, Tom Brady yeah. was Tom Brady was throwing some pretty uh, sharp chops <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, Glenn Osborne decided to blade tonight. <laughs> Mark the Shark Schrader did his uh, <laughs> did his suplex. Every one. time, every time you and I are going back and forth on this, we're getting more esoteric and just completely, just less, less and less people will understand what we're talking about. <laughs> Sam lost this five minutes ago. So we went to a bunch of Omega shows too. Those were always good. Oh yeah, champagne. It like, was where you would go to actually watch good stuff. And then if you went to like Virginia or Maryland, Indies, it was always pretty rough. Man, we're like so RIP the rock and rebel. Oh, yeah, oh god, RIP. So, I saw rock and rebel. Uh, rock and rebel, it was in the audience for the Shinga Hashimoto show. Oh, yeah, PWF 2001, Dylan Knight, baby. And he was like heckling. Uh, (laughs) he stopped. I think it like Shinga Hashimoto, like, won him over, but like, he was like, Who's that fat guy? Damn. I seriously have, almost got into a fist fight with Rocket Rebel. That show. Oh my god! So over and fucking punch that guy. Sam, have you seen the thirty-minute four-way Iron Man match? I can't say I have. It's Who's really... the fourth guy in that? It's Dylan Knight, and then it's Dylan Knight, Gary Steele, Steve Corino. Steele, Gary Steele is a fucking shooter. You watch those O two zero one shows. Gary Steele versus I think it's. Uh... I don't know if he he faced like Hoshikawa. He faced some of those those juniors. He was pretty good. Hoshikawa was on that show too. Uh, Hoshikawa yeah, was Hoshikawa red, I think. Hoshikawa, uh, one day I think he might walk again, and that's where I'd like to leave us here. <laughs> that's a perfect coda. <laughs> Sam, what now? Hell of a show, right? Hell of a show. Evolve. Evolve, evolve, best show in evolve uh, history. You think the best show of, of in evolve no, history? I don't. <laughs> I just wasn't listening to you. Um, no, it's all good, man. Best show in PWF history, Pottstown, PA. Uh, Gabe, run Pottstown. <laughs> it definitely was the best show in PWF. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we do the I don't know PWF, and we just cover. Yeah, I, I can listen. I can confirm. Uh, I, we don't know PWF has a lot of. Uh, us talking about Chris Devine, and we don't need to do that. We don't need to talk about Rapid Fire Maldonado ever. That's the first time anyone has ever said the words Rapid Fire Maldonado on a podcast, and they need to never be spoken again. I kind of like Rapid Fire Maldonado. Yeah, he's fine. He's all right. <laughs> For his role, I think he like had like some a role in some of the... I think he was in that... I want to say he is in that Carino guys versus homicide guys brawl that a dusty Rhodes in it, but not, yeah. you know, sounds like it may that sounds like he would fit in there. It was, uh, it was really, really good. It had like iceberg and uh, David young. And, but it was like the idea it was like Carino's gang versus homicides game, but Carino wasn't on the show for some reason. 
it was like Jack Victory Wild Side guys. It was like Wild Side guys that Jack Victory was in it. I think yeah. Robert Maldonado was in it, and Simply Luscious. It's a really great match. Simply Luscious is also great. Southeast Texas, baby. Um, yeah. So uh, last word on on Evolve Nine is that Rapid Fire Maldonado should get a little more uh, talk here and there. Uh, and Fit Finley is good, and Johnny Gargano sucks fucking dick. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend that people watch the Fit Finley match. It's incredible. And then you let, and since they did have the stockade tag on the, on the, uh, it wasn't. DVD, it wasn't. So that you could, you know, you're fine just watch that Fit Finley match and enjoying it for yeah. you know, this terrible show never happened. Find some other stockade matches to watch. Yeah. Well, there Sam. you go. That's that's Evolve Nine. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Sam talks up on the show. (laughs) Yeah, no, Sam didn't take a lot of notes on this because he's been busy, and I and I think that's I think I think we filled it right. We did good. I tend to bulldoze anybody I'm on a podcast. No, man, we're with. I'm with you, man. I tried to. We we'll we'll fight, and Sam will moderate because Sam is the professional. I've been around the block. A couple of fucking idiots. Let's hear it for Sam. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Sam. Thank you for sweet Jesus. I've got to go to sleep because I've got to get up and shuttle some prospective law students around a law school tomorrow. Yeah. We only went 45 minutes over what we we said. I love it. I love it. I got to go up in like goddamn. So. Yeah. Same. Cool. Love it. Um, Thank you all for listening to We Don't Know Evolve 9. Um, do we want to do plugs? Does anyone want to plug anything at this Death time? Valley time? Driver 500. <laughs> okay. Everybody, if you don't read Saguna Kaida, despite the very mean things, <laughs> we've got some uh, new stuff. We've got new footage Friday tomorrow for like we've unearthed a, we're going to review a Tully Blanchard and Booga match. We're going <laughs> to, uh, we're going to, Review a, a Johnny Valentine tag against Johnny Valentine and Gene Kaniski against Giant Baba and Jumbo Saruda tag. Wow. Really? 76? No, like the 60s. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Super uh, baby Jumbo. Yeah. And, uh, no, 72. 72. Okay. Still baby, still baby Saruda. Baby Saruda. Yeah. And really, really great. No, not Jumbo. It's Baba Nanoki. Oh, oh, okay. Pre pre split then, huh? Bobby Bob is an amazing edit. Then we're gonna, I guess, watch that. I still have to watch that uh Shawn Michaels uh, Austin match that was uh unearthed on the network. Nah, so, you don't need to watch that. <laughs> I, I don't need to, but I probably have to anyway, so I'm gonna do that. So that's on yeah. that, that we got some other things coming up on, on that and I might have a there's a possibility I'll have an announcement about a wrestling thing that I'm uh, like a bigger project. Hell yeah! Bring back digging in the crates. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> bring it back from wrestling <laughs> federation. Love it. So, so something else might come coming up, and I'll let everybody know about that through various uh, publicity beats. Fuck! Can't wait for the Deadspin article. Um, awesome. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Phil, for being on. And um, Evolve Tennis next. Oh, dear God. Tribute to the arena. Oh, okay. <laughs>